All right, Leadheads, welcome back to the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 240, the big 240, baby. We are, are excited this week. We've got a very special guest joining us, and I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. Uh, make sure that you guys go back to last episode, episode 239, where we had Dooley Defense on. Uh, Nick Dooley, he's a longtime Leadhead supporter of the show, and uh, he gets into talking about uh, some uh, personal defense training that he has there in South Dakota. And then he brought along his buddy Calvin Christie, who is with River City Arsenal. And they've got a very cool mobile sonic gun cleaning service that they have. So uh, for you competition shooters, be on the lookout for the River City Arsenal mobile, I guess it's a, a what do you call those, a trailer. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, man, it's a trailer. Uh, and they also do um, gun repair and things like that. So uh, he said that they're going to be coming up to uh, Kentucky to Rock Castle. So that would be cool to see those guys up there. Uh, we also had James Rees with the Firearm Blog. Uh, James was our kind of man on the street there at the 2018 SHOT Show. And uh, he was talking a little bit about the Franklin Armory uh, Reformation that uh, – SBR that's not an SBR, and I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and introduce her. Kevin. Kevin Dixie is our guest this week, and feel free to comment as I'm talking, Kevin. So. <laughs> no, okay, man. No, you got it. Uh, with uh, no other choice, firearms training. Uh, you guys have probably seen Kevin in social media lately. Been uh, been tearing it up, and we're going to get into talking about Kevin and his uh, his training services, which is phenomenal, man. I love what you're doing. We're going to talk about that. Um, we also had uh, Matt Rogers with Dat Technologies, uh, and they have a product out that's called Target Eyes, and it's a training system that uh, for for your handgun. That's uh, a mobile app, so you can put it on your phone, you can put it on your tablet, and it's going to make you a better shooter. So make sure you guys go back, listen to two thirty nine, and all those great interviews that we had. We're going to be continuing our interviews from, yes, 2018 SHOT Show Steel. We've got just tons and tons of those. We'll be cranking those out uh, in between shows. So make sure that you're tuning in regularly because I'm dropping shows more frequent than I normally do. And then we also just got back from the Big Three East down in Florida where uh, I've got some awesome interviews there. Uh, Spikes Tactical. We had Cole and Kid on. Uh, that's going to be a whole episode by itself. And then we also had uh, another one that's going to be a full episode of the guys from Lanzang Tactical. Uh, two super great interviews we got down at Big Three on top of everything else that we did. So lots and lots of stuff coming up for you, Leadheads. Kevin, welcome in, buddy. Uh, thank you for such short notice taking the time to be on with us. No, no, man. I appreciate you having me on. No problem at all. Heck yeah, man. Um, so we've never met before. But I have been following you on social media, and uh, there was an Instagram post that you had done recently that really caught my attention, and I uh, started doing more research on you, and uh, the more I did, the more I was like, I really like this guy. We need to get to know each other. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get into that and talk about that, but uh, I hear that jack wagon train rolling in. Gunny is, uh, <laughs> Gunny is on time with that jack wagon train, so... Gunny, roll that train in. Hoorah, Simplified, do or die, hold them high at 8th and 9th. It is time for the Talking Lead 
Jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby. Johnny's a good guy. All right, the train has stationed, and uh, I think we're going to have a full load this week. Lots of jack wagons to throw on the uh, jack wagon train, and as is custom, Kevin, we always defer to our guests to uh, to kick it off. So I'll let you go first. Who you want to? Uh, well, the the person I would definitely like to toss on the the jack wagon would be the young lady who decided it would be a good idea while sitting in her car with uh, two male associates to all of a sudden start uh, playing around with a handgun and decided to point the handgun at the camera and finger on the trigger, horrible discipline and uh, saying some kind of horrible things as far as threats go, but not to the people in the car, just to the people out there, I guess, watching on Facebook Live. And she wound up racking around into the chamber of the gun and shooting her buddy in the head. Oh, dang. On Facebook Live. <laughs> oh. So... That um, when that was young this? Lady, I haven't heard this. Uh, yeah, that was about um, a week ago, maybe, and it was down in Houston, Texas. Okay. And um, the prosecutors just looked like they brought up charges against the lady. Um, and I'm just making sure I get her name correctly, uh, but she would definitely be one that I would um, I would definitely say deserves it. Jennifer uh, she, Dumbass is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you, you know, you might as well say that. Uh, Cassandra Damper out of Houston, Texas. Cassandra Dumbass. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Cassandra so, definitely gets it. So what was Cassandra's beef? What, what was her point in uh, this Facebook Live video that she was doing with a handgun? You know, it's, it's kind of, they only showed, you know, leading right up to the incident. I didn't see the entire Facebook Live. I can't even tell you how long they were on there. Yeah. But in the parts that are that are out there, um, her and her buddies in a car, apparently the two guys in the car, she was in the front seat, another guy was in the front seat, one was in the back seat, and the two guys were apparently showing off their handguns to each other, uh, okay. just kind of passing them back and forth. Um, well, one of the handguns was laying on the center console, and Cassandra decided she was going to pick the gun up. Uh, the gentleman that wound up getting shot uh, was very nervous and stated as much, said, hey, you're making me nervous, why don't you put that down, and she's pointing at the camera like, Oh, yeah, and giving some kind of random threat to somebody out in Facebook land. We don't, I don't know who okay. that person is. Um, and she, um, you know, put the gun in the battery without realizing what she was doing because she had pulled the trigger, but she didn't know that they didn't have one chambered. Uh, uh, but because of lack of handgun knowledge and yeah. discipline, she didn't realize when she pulled the slide back, you, um, you kind of changed that. And she still had her finger on the trigger, pointed the gun at the guy and said, what you mean where I'm from? And playing with him but fired off and the round went right into his head and we watched him bleed out on Facebook Live. What's up, nigga? Me? Supposed uh -huh. to have been Cali. Cali. Ready to let that hole look. Just school in when I school in. We all gotta see. Hey, hey, hey. See, bitch. I'm in my bed. Why you do all that motherfucking lying, dog? Lying ass. Like you used to pull up. Lying ass hoe. You see yeah. what we do in the line house? Hey, man. We draw down. You making me nervous. We draw down on the mall. She ain't got no clip, bud. Hey, where you from again? Say so, Scott bitch. Block. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. He's on life support right now, uh, but it, it, I'm pretty sure it doesn't look good. Yeah, he's probably not going to make it. Man, okay. So, which is going to play into uh, what we're going to talk to you about. So... Yeah, training, education is is key. If you don't know how to handle a firearm, you've never been around one, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh, that, that's I hadn't heard of that one. That's a good one. Very good. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's um, it's getting a lot of uh traction. It's 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 sad and unfortunate, but it does bring up. Unfortunately, I don't want anybody to you know pay with their life, but no, it does absolutely not. It does you know highlight the importance of safety. Yeah, man. Well, so that brings us to our next jack wagon, and this one's fresh. Just uh, just happened. Was this today or yesterday? This uh, YouTube yesterday. So uh, there's been a shooting at YouTube. Somebody's finally fed up with all the hypocrisy at YouTube, I guess. Um, but it looks like they're being fair and equitable with their with their hypocrisy. So, uh, so there was this woman who opened fire at YouTube headquarters, and that would have been, I guess, yesterday. Um, she, let's see, her name is Nasim Najafi. Agdam, Ahadam, I don't know, A-G-H-D-A-M, I don't know if the G is silent, a damn, but anyway, so this was like a, um, she was a YouTube, what, exercise channel or something like that? Um, Yeah, exercise, healthy eating, stuff like that. Yeah, so uh, they had, I guess they had uh, banned her because she was getting a little too risque, they felt with some of her videos, I guess a little too sexual. And uh, I guess they put the, the choke down on her like they do a lot of the gun channels that are out there. Um, I'm not sure that they actually did. They actually shut her down or they just kind of choked her down a little bit where she wasn't getting um, as much. They age restricted. That's what they did. Mm-hmm. They had age restricted her channel, which cut down her viewership quite a bit. And she didn't like that. Didn't like it one damn bit. And uh, she got a gun. Went to a range and practiced shooting before she went to the headquarters. And then she went over there to in Silicon Valley and shot three people who she didn't even know uh, to show her her uh, her dissatisfaction with YouTube's policies, I guess, there. So she uh, she's on the jack wagon train, definitely, but then she, she went ahead and killed herself. So she she kind of Saved everybody a lot of time and money with court proceedings, I guess. But that she did. That's another. I mean, another example. And you were telling me you you done a little more research on this than I have. Uh, that she was uh, a liberal. Uh yeah, that's the that's what I read. She was a liberal vegan. Uh, so let's go over. She was a liberal, yeah, minority female, mm-hmm. uh, vegan, and there was something else about her. That it was a positive. Uh, something else about her health. And she didn't fit the narrative. Oh, she used a handgun. She didn't use a scary AR-15. No, she used a handgun to inflict her damage. Smith and Wesson, they said, um, nine millimeter. Okay. So, um, where did she get the gun? I guess what's going to come come to light. She apparently didn't know how to use it, so that's why she went to the range and practice beforehand. Mm-hmm. Did she kill the people? I think nobody's dead yet, but there's one guy. I think. It, critical condition the other two are pretty bad wounded yep that's pretty that's right as of right now nobody's dead yeah as of right now uh but then she took the coward's way out and she killed herself Um, right she did a lot of videos beforehand threatening i guess there was one where she looked like isis she had this black hood on and uh i guess doing her manifesto i don't know what she was doing but um Again, liberal violence. I mean, that's how they solve their problems. Did, did you have you heard of any of the gun channels going to YouTube and shooting YouTube <laughs> up after they've been 
after they've been shut down? Oh man, you mean all the the gun channels with all the the scary AR-15s that they have that they show on their videos? Right. No, I've never heard of any of those guys going and causing bodily harm to anybody, right. let alone you two. I mean, in your 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 main guy, your main prime candidate that you think that would do that, you know, James Yeager. So, <laughs> you know, and they shut his channel down. He didn't go shoot a bunch of people. You know what he nope. did? He just went and started his own channel. You know, went and started his own TV. I think it's called Liber TV, something yep. like that. Yep, it um, is. James But it just James just represents what what gun owners are in the sense of we're just good most the majority of us are good, hard working people that don't look for handouts and if you, you hand us lemons, literally we go make lemonade and we keep it moving. We'll complain about you, we'll let you know how we feel, but we just keep it going. Right. And we're not gonna mm-hmm. resort to violence to to state our case or our dissatisfaction. And it's like you said, we'll we'll publicly talk about and and call you out on your your hypocrisy and your idiocy, but I'm not going to go shoot and kill a bunch of people because of that. I'm just going to go and you know, like you said, make lemonade. Yep. <laughs> take you take your lemons and make lemonade, which usually turns out to be orange juice. It usually turns out to be a lot better than the uh, the solution that we had to begin with. Yes, sir. So so definitely that chick's on there. Uh, anybody? You got anybody else you want to throw on? Oh, who else? Uh, we can always toss Mr. David Hogg on. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he, yes. he can, de- <laughs> he can definitely sh- have a seat there. He's just a uh, showboat. That's all, I mean, he's just there to showboat. There's- you know what I, I uncovered about him today, man? Um, a video, I can't tell you exactly when it was recorded, but he pretty much looks the same, so it couldn't have been that long ago, yeah. of him in California on a beach. And his buddy apparently it was uh, his buddy set a surfboard or something or a go board on top of a trash can i guess the lifeguard that you're not supposed to do that um and you know he just told him like hey guys don't do that and i i must admit we have to give david one piece of credit here Uh-oh. he remains true to who he is because him and his friends just start cursing out the lifeguard <laughs> um so it's like oh okay you really are being who you are well you know what congratulations on that Right. Um, he's consistent. But yeah, he is consistent. Lifeguard kind of got in his buddy's face, though, and, uh, you know, let him know that, you know, you know, I'm not your parents. You don't talk to me like that. And, you know, and yeah. they kind of eventually started backing down. But David wanted to sue and all those kind of things. So, yeah. He he reminds me of those little toy miniature, um, oh, what are the terriers that? Uh, uh, the little Doberman pin? No, that's a pincher. What not the, not the men pins, but uh, the, the little, uh, oh, what are they called? My ex-wife had one. I couldn't stand the damn thing because all it did was yap. It just yapped all the time. So, you know, it's the little smaller, weaker thing. And to, to you know, just be annoying as hell so people would leave it alone. And that's kind of what this guy is. You know, he's just he's just a squeaky wheel that he doesn't really have. Obviously, he doesn't have the, the education. He doesn't have the tools that he needs to argue his case. So he resorts to just cussing. You know, cussing people out, every other word, and then shaming. You know, he resorts to the shame game, which is what a lot of liberals do. You know, they'll go down the, if they can't, they can't win their argument, then they'll start throwing the shame game in there. Well, you know, I, I don't think you're being, you're not, look, if we're going to have a conversation, man, you're going to have to remain honest, okay? All right, you're going to have to, you have to give the guy credit where credit is due, all right? He's not, he might be all those things, but he's also the new voice in the face for the black struggle in inner city schools too. Now let's, let's give him the credit. <laughs> okay. You know, let's, hey, let's, let's give him the credit, you know, because he cares. He you does. Know, he cares about those kids, right? Yeah. So, you know, he's also the new black voice. Yeah. yeah. Self-proclaimed? 
<laughs> yeah, CNN for CNN for claim. There you go. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that's. I mean, you bring it, bring up a good point there, and I think one of your uh one of your videos that you've done recently, you address that as well. Is that these these kids that are organizing these walkouts and these protests, and uh, it's it's very uh, one sided as to who they're representing, and you know they're they're not representing the inner cities. Oh, know? absolutely not. But you want to talk about kids rallying for um. For, for their right to be safe. And, you know, although we disagree with the way that they've been fed how to do it, mm-hmm. we can agree that we want, everybody can agree that we want kids to be safe. The kids should want to be safe. We want them to be safe. We just disagree about the way to go about it. But right. yeah, you got kids right down there at, at that school that it's a black, uh, a black group of kids that have said, hey, you guys aren't letting us talk. And we're real curious. And as one child put it, we're real curious how come when we say Black Lives Matter, we can't get camera attention. But as soon as something happened to those guys over there, all of a sudden the world's on fire. I was like, drop the mic, walk away, because that's exactly what everybody's been saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about identity politics and who's affected. Right. The demographic that was affected is um, it's something that would draw ratings. It's something that would get a lot of attention, even though it was a horrible incident. Uh, but it's something that will get a lot of attention. We lose. Well, that's their, kids. that's their whole their whole shame game. You know, it, our, everybody, you know, it, it's, it's a tragedy. There's nobody that's, you know, human that didn't feel the tragedy that happened there and feel the sorrow for the, the kids and the families. But then if you don't agree to their agenda that, you know, taking the guns away and banning guns is the solution, then you don't believe in keeping children safe. That's yeah. their whole thing. It's it's all or nothing with them. And you know what? You know what's funny about that? I put up to call people out to show them, you know, because I got a couple of videos about how exactly they don't really reflect and they're not really dealing with the problem as a whole when it comes to every community. Yeah. Uh, but I did something. I'm, I'm the guy that's making phone calls, sending emails, got other people making phone calls, sending emails. Um, and I can't even get people, local politicians or CNN or the news media or radio stations or anybody else to back an event that's dealing with bettering people's lives. But I put out a video, said, hey, you know what? We just had a child here in St. Louis uh, about four or five days ago, uh, picked up a handgun, found the handgun, planted at home, picked up a handgun. He was five years old and shot and killed his seven year old brother. So yeah. I say, you know what? I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. Of, you know, seeing that on my local news. This is mm-hmm. I, ha- I didn't have to look it up nationally. This is just locally. I'm tired of seeing it. So what I proposed was, hey, let's open up every recreational center in the city, every single one of them. We won't do politics, anti-gun signs, pro-gun signs. We won't discuss politics. I am willing to donate free services to all the kids in the metropolitan area. Open up the rec center. I'll bring all the instructors and we'll give every single child in this city free firearms training. All you guys got to do is open up the doors, Mr. Politicians and radio stations blast it out. Get everybody there. We won't discuss politics. Just keeping kids safe. Crickets. All over social media, everybody's tagged in it. We're hitting the mayor's office. We're hitting local politicians, radio stations, local um, celebrities, hitting them up. Crickets. Nobody but if I was responded. to go out, nobody responded. Uh, now, I, I take that back. Pro-gun people somehow responded. So uh, even people that weren't asked directly for help, I got instructors from all over this country sending me emails. Give me a date, brother, and I'm there. Give me a date, and I'm there. I got um, radio stations, uh, local podcasts that are like, whatever I can do, you let me know. But the people that have the voice, if you will, in the mm-hmm. inner city, the ones that can actually get the rec centers open, the politicians, the the celebrities and those people, nothing. Crickets. But we care about the kids, right? But it's all about keeping the kids safe. <laughs> yeah. Right? But you have professionals. When you call uh, them out on the carpet, the time, they're not, yeah, they're not so, there. Yeah. They're not there because it doesn't fit their agenda. We can't have 
No way. We, we can't. Black men with guns are supposed to be violent. We can't show a black man teaching kids to be safe. Are you crazy? No, we can't do that. Yeah, that doesn't exist. That's a, uh, that's a fairy tale. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. Well, I mean, that just, again, the, the hypocrisy that's there. And, and I'm glad that you did that. Um, so I want to, I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about no other choice firearms training. Um, the programs that you're offering, such as the one that you just offered there. Uh, I just watched another video to where, um, you're out doing some interviews with people in the inner city. And I don't guess we've mentioned where you're, where you're from. You're from St. Louis. I am from St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. And that's, that's where yep. you're based. Um, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and give your social media so people can look you up as they're, as they're listening to our interview here. Uh, pull up some of these videos and watch these videos as they're uh, listening to the podcast here. Okay, cool. If you want to look on uh, the tube that shows you, that YouTube place, <laughs> you're going to look up NOC for No Other Choice, NOC Firearms Channel on YouTube. On um, Instagram, is at NOC, once again, for No Other Choice, at NOC Firearms Training, all one word, no spaces. If you're on Facebook, you can look up NOC Firearms Training. You can look up KD for Kevin Dixie, just KD of NOC. And also just Kevin Dixie, that's D as in dog, I-X-I-E. And if you're on Twitter, it's at NOC Firearms. There you go, guys. So as as you're listening to our interview here, go ahead and uh, look him up on one or all those. And uh, you can uh, check out some of these videos that we're talking about and uh, the services that uh, that Kevin offers. So let's um, let's start off with some new guy questions. I think that's probably the best way to get to know you and, and what you're about. So okay. let's, let's do the talking lead new guy questions. All right, hit me with them. All right, so question number one, how did you or what is your earliest recollection of being involved with firearms? I was 14. I was a suicidal 14-year-old kid, and I shot a 25 Tomcat off the back porch of my friend's house. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) You asked me. You just had a 14-year-old suicidal kid, and you shot a Tomcat. (laughs) Yep, that was my first experience. Well, thank God you didn't shoot yourself. And that's what I wanted to do. Man. So, uh, what was the firearm? Uh, it was a little, um, little, little, it was a 25 little, uh, Tomcat. What was that? I forget the manufacturer of it. Um, yeah. it was an old, old little, you know, um, two shot thingamathing. I forget exactly what it was. Derringer it was a little, kind of thing. Was, yeah. More like a Derringer style Tomcat. I remember being engraved on it. I know it was a 25. I know that. I remember that like the, the like yeah. it was yesterday. Uh, but I can't remember the exact manufacturer. I know Tomcat was kind of a nickname and it was engraved on a gun, but I can't remember the manufacturer of it. Was this uh, one that was around your house? How did you get? How did you get this gun? This was at a this was at a buddy's house. It was his uh, parents' gun. Okay. And he found it. And another reason why I want to talk to kids about firing guns. He found yes. it and was like, "Hey man, you want to sh- you want to shoot a gun?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course <laughs> yeah. I would shoot a gun. All right, of course I do." Um, and, you know, I never talked about guns before, so we we had we had to you know fumble around with it, figured out how it worked. Uh, we found the ammo because we found it unloaded, but we found the ammo and yeah. you know loaded the thing up and. We shot it off the back porch, and I didn't know I was having, you know, mental struggles at the time. We shot the thing off the back porch into an alley, um, and I was fascinated with it, dude, like really and just intrigued with this gun. I'm like, this thing that went pile on my hand, but I tell the story on uh, NRA TV how it wasn't the, um, it wasn't actually the mechanical aspect of the firearm that intrigued me. About 30 days later, I figured out why I was so in love with the gun. I was forced by someone who, uh, fortunate enough, cared enough about me to say, hey, you need to go talk to a professional. And I went in and I got diagnosed with depression at 14. Mm-hmm. And that's when they put it together for me that it, even though I didn't like the mechanical aspects of the gun, I liked the fact the gun can make the depression go away. I got you. That's so, what I liked about it. So you like the fact that if, if worse came to worse, then you could use that to, to kill yourself. 
basically. Yeah, man, it was, it was a cure-all, right? Yeah. 14, you don't know why life is so hard. You're growing up in desperation and poverty and prostitution and drug dealing and gunshots. And every single day, you don't see a, a future. Everybody around you is, except for my mom, she was a hard worker, but she was working two, three jobs just to make ends meet. I mean, you didn't have any struggle. Friends weren't going anywhere. Friends dying every two days. Your classmates robbing you. To, you I mean, it, it's just not an environment that was conducive in all that with not a dad and not having a male role model to look up to and reach out to and talk to. Um, yeah, man, life was life for a 14 year old kid that had been going through that all his life. And that's, you know, I want to get too deep, but that's with being abused sexually and all that kind of stuff. You lead up to it. And it's like, you know what, man, this thing, this, this little mechanical gizmo here can make all that disappear. It really can. So why not use it? But before I got a chance to do something crazy, I saw, I got some professional help. Uh, thank God. And, you know, I'm, I'm able to take that. And I like to tell people I took the one thing that threatened my life and I turned it and I took control of it to defend lives. That's awesome. That's a great story. I mean, it's it's a tragic story, but I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of teenagers that are going through that that same thing that you're going through right there. Uh, yep. I mean, I know I know when I was a teenager, too, I, mean, I didn't I didn't grow up in inner city. I was a little small town, little hick town in uh, East Tennessee. But, uh, you know, everybody's got struggles and they go through different you know, different challenges in life, especially that, that, you know, that age, you know, mm -hmm. kids are cruel, man. Kids are cruel. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, adults are cruel too. Adults can be cruel too. And, uh, you know, the fact that you were going down that road, man, um, and you had that out, thank God that Tomcat walked, <laughs> walked by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm glad, um, I'm glad nothing, nothing happened. You know, and to your point about, cause a lot of, a lot, until you, until people really get to know me, a lot of people think, you know, I'm just another guy telling a, telling a story about the inner city and it, it's it's it is that but it's not that and i tell everybody whether it's the sandbox whether it's a small hit town whether it's the inner city whether it's suburbia mm -hmm. everybody's battlefield is different it is everybody's battlefield is different and you know what your battle to you is just as hard as mine to me it's, it's just the way it is and it's just um it's un and that's why i try to talk to america and, under and let people understand it we all have the same struggles man it's just we highlight the inner city because it's the one place purposely that's ignored until it can be used as you know a catalyst for somebody's mission but yeah, yeah all our struggles are the same so you know even my events they're open for everybody you know just because you you happen to be a, a a white kid that grows up in suburbia or a small town or the trailer park doesn't mean that our struggles aren't the same you know we should be looking to help everybody right yeah because like i said everybody goes through and especially that age man uh yeah. I mean, that's awesome so i mean that's that's shitty the way that you were introduced to firearms uh, <laughs> yeah it's pretty bad um but yeah I'm, but that I mean that was good that you had a friend that was that was wise enough to see that and 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 sought the help and that's what more people need to do um you see a person you see a friend no matter what age uh, you know our military men and women law enforcement men and women go through this daily 22 veterans a day on average commit suicide you know that's just that's not an option it shouldn't be an option and it's not just necessarily they use firearms they somebody wants to off themselves they're going to do you know, pills, they're going to do jump off a bridge or, you know, whatever, right. uh, you know, there's, they're just going to take whatever's handy. Uh, and that's kind of what you saw there. You're like, Hey, this is something that uh, could be quick and painless and end mm -hmm. all my, but that's not the way out. You know, there's help. Absolutely. Um, and I know that, uh, the, uh, the guys over at the firearms, uh, radio network, uh, we like shooting. Um, they give out a, an 800 number, uh, on their show. I'm going to post that in my show notes and I'll look that number up too and uh, give it out to you leadheads. And guys, that suicide prevention number is 1-800-273-8255, or you can text a message to 741741. Thanks to Sean over at We Like Shooting.
for that info. So uh, let's let's go on a little positive note to firearms. Okay. Uh, when you got over that and you were old enough to own a firearm, what was the first firearm that you owned? It was a Smith and Wesson um, 38, Blue Steel 38. Uh, it was uh, given to me by a, a city cop. When I was 21, I took a job with the city PD uh, in our prisoner processing division, and I didn't own a gun. And he was like, uh, "But I was taking tons of training." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What are you? What are you? Man, you got anything to shoot to go to the range and keep practicing?" And I was like, "Nope." And so he, he like, well, he didn't give it to me. He chipped in on me, uh, chipped in with me. And we went and got a little uh, 38. And then from there, there was one gun. And I, I don't know, hundreds later, <laughs> it just became <laughs> yeah. an addiction. After but that it was, first um, one, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was open there. Yeah, little, uh, little 38 Smith & Wesson, um, six-inch barrel, blue steel, a little old police trade-in gun. It was, uh, it was cool. That was my, my first little gun. Do you still have it? No, I wound up actually kind of a pass-me-down thing. He was, That guy was a really, really good dude, and um, when I ran into it, some other kids about seven, eight years later, and they were getting into guns, kind of same thing. They didn't have a lot of money, but they really wanted a gun. Good, responsible uh, brothers. They were two brothers. Good, responsible yeah. kids. And so I was able to then take that one and pass the blessing down and say, hey, guys, you know what? Here you go. Here's your first gun. And the only thing I ask for you to do, you find that next person that's really trying to learn and is really on a good path, you pass it down to them. And so I, the last that's, I heard still, you know. That's a good thing, man. I've never really thought about that. But, yeah, that's a good uh, a good one. Obviously, you know, you want to get the, the training. You know, you want to offer them the training. Absolutely. Uh, with the, along with the firearm. And that's something that we always uh, preach on this show is – if you're going to own a firearm, you got to get the training. You can always, before you own a farm, a firearm, you can get training. You don't have to own a firearm to go and get your training, your education. And a carry permit class is not training, is not education. You know, you gotta, I tell people all the time, do not, when they call for training, I'm like, hey, do you own a firearm? They're like, no, I'm going to buy one tomorrow. Don't do that. Yeah. Just go ahead and come. We, I mean, gun guys have guns. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? And it's, an instructor worth his soul has several guns that he's got that he understands are decent platforms for multiple shooters to start off with. So don't, don't, don't go out and rush and buy a gun and then try to get trained. And not only might you, might you buy the wrong thing for you mechanically, you can also, I mean, it's still money, man. You could be tossing money into the air yeah. that, you know, could be better used for more training or the right firearm for you. So yeah, I'm a hundred percent on board with that. Uh, you don't need a gun to take training. Matter of fact, I highly advise if you can go ahead and take training first. That way, that instructor, if you got one that's good and really cares about his students, it can at least guide you in the right way. I actually take a lot of my students shopping, so oh, you know, cool. yeah, at least he can guide you. I mean, it's hard because I'm a busy guy, I'm all over the place, but I'll set aside a day a month where I'll meet you at the gun store, you know, for an hour and a half. Anybody want to show up? We'll walk the counters together, and based off you as a shooter, I will say, hey, these are the top three guns for you. Budget. Shooter, where you want to go. And I always tell another thing to toss in there for anybody listening to this part. Whether you're a gun guy, um, but you're, you only got two or three guns or you're a person that's getting to your first firearm. Listen to me and listen to me carefully. Never buy a gun for tomorrow. Always buy a firearm for five or 10 years in the future. Those are two reasons to do that. One, I don't want you buying a gun for tomorrow if you were scared because you're probably going to do something irrational with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would prefer you to have it before the incident happened instead of responding the next day after something tragic happened in a perfect world. Uh, two, don't buy a gun that, you know, you're going to be limited to what you can do with it. Now, some guns, you know, budget come into play, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying a budget's not really an issue here. Buy a firearm. If you're going to buy a, a Glock 43 for just to use that one for an example, if you're going to buy a Glock 40, just because it's small and it fits, you know, somewhere comfortable and things like that. Hey, man, if it's not something that's intrusive, I want to have you buy a Glock 19. I forgot, well, why would why would I do that? Hey, if you like that platform, let's get you into the 19 because you can do much more with that. You can it's true self-defense. You can take any pistol class in the world with it. 
you know, it's it's multiple uses. So you're not wasting what does a Glock 43 go for? Five, five, five and a quarter. You might as well spend a 559. Yeah, for a Glock less than 19, five, right? Yeah. Yeah. So go ahead and for less than five. Yeah. Get, you know, just get, get get the gun that works for you. That way you can grow with it. Don't buy a gun that's only going to work for tomorrow. Buy one that could work a decade from now for where you might want to go as a shooter. So that's, that's my little Great advice. Great advice, man. So um, law enforcement, military background. I believe you and I talked a little bit earlier. You've got some uh, law enforcement? Yeah. So I, I joined uh, the St. Louis City PD when I was 21, and I worked in our division called the Prisoner Processing. Um, a lot of people say corrections, jail, uh, you can mix it up any kind of way you want to. Our division was uh, responsible for security of police headquarters, the, the jail facility itself. Um, uh, within a four block radius of it, we were responsible for making sure that, you know, we were first line of defense, basically. And this is um, in St. Louis? This is in St. Louis, okay. yes. So I stayed there. Um, when I when I got there is when I got introduced to firearms training. It was a funny story, too, man. I walked into City PD. I was um, a cable installer. And I was like, yeah, this ain't this ain't this ain't working. I'm Kevin not, the cable know, guy. <laughs> Kevin the cable guy. That's who I was, man. And I'm like, man, I'm a 21 year old kid. But, you know, I got aspirations in life. And I, and I wanted to actually do something to give back to people because I've always cared about people. So I'm like, you know, I, I, I really I really got the, the inspiration to go apply for the position uh, with the PD, because in high school I moved around a lot. I was never really in one spot a lot as a kid until I I got to the, uh, the, the area I talk about the most. Um, but every time I got to a school. I would look for the bullies and fight them. Like, this is what I did. And like, mm-hmm. whoever's picking on people here, it's like going to jail. Like, hey, where's the tough guy? <laughs> right. Like, let's go ahead and get this out the way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I took that philosophy and I said, you know what? I want to help good people remain safe. And I'm willing to fight the bullies, the criminals, to make sure that I do my part to do that. So I walked into the PD. I pulled up in my little cable truck right in front of it. <laughs> I went in. And just so happened, it was a sergeant standing in the human resources office, uh, Sergeant Murphy. Never forget the guy. And I walked in and a receptionist was there. She was like, hey, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'm here to be a cop. She was like, and they just they both started laughing because to know me then, man, I was like a I was probably every bit of 420 pounds. Oh, so really, wow. really, really big guy. Yeah. So they they laughed. And I was like, yeah, it's not funny. I, I want to do my part to help our community. And I just went on a tangent right there in the office. Uh-huh. Um, positive. So I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> you right, know, right. But, but positive. you wanted and, uh, you wanted to know you were serious, yeah. I was serious, and I was like, and if you're if you're, and, and the sergeant was like, yes, yeah, son, it does look like uh, you and Burger King have been great friends. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, yes, sir, but now Burger King is my enemy. What can you do to help me? And it was a very honest conversation. And I think I made history. I walked into a PD on a Monday morning and was working her the next week. Oh, like, damn. He was like, I gotta have you on, man. And he he brought me right in. And uh, and you know I like to say that that police department grew me up. A lot of guys put me under their wings. Uh, they mentored me. They got me involved in every stench of firearm training you want to know. I mean, here I am as a, a 22-year-old kid running drills with SWAT teams. Right. You know, and I'm getting the weight off of me. I'm getting in better shape. Mm-hmm. And these guys are getting motivated. Yeah. 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 You know, they didn't have to do that. And at the same time, I'm I'm understanding the laws, getting to work the system, meeting judges and attorneys. And I'm, I'm dealing with the kind of the, you know, some good people, don't get me wrong, but also the filth of society. So I'm I'm learning how to deal with violent criminals, murderers, rapists. All at 20, 21, 22 years old. And um, they that grew me up. And I stayed with the city PD for uh, roughly about nine years, give or take. Uh, left there. Uh, just wanted to do something different. Uh, behind the scenes, I wasn't really appreciating, A, some of the things. And not saying, you know, this isn't a whole thing about all, all cops are bad because they weren't. A lot of great guys. Mm-hmm. There were some jerks, though. There were some there were some guys that just weren't Ego. doing the right thing. And And then at the same time, there was even worse than that was I got to watch firsthand how these guys are being just thrown under the bus. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, something goes left and, you know, people have to save their jobs in the political sphere. So they just toss these good guys doing a great job right under the bus and just ruining their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a police captain uh, wound up going to one of our local universities and was doing a little recruiting uh, to start a, 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 a more high level security detail or they wanted to migrate into a police department at a local university. Um, so he recruited a few guys. I went over there. I helped them. Uh, build up some standards, let them understand, training up the guys, became a field training officer for the guys, taught them firearms, taught them how to make arrests, taught them how to, you know, deal with subjects. A lot of these guys just were, you know, security officers. They never dealt with anything, yeah, yeah. High, you know, high strong. So we helped train them up. Um, I stayed there for a couple of years. And then I was like, hey, you know what, man? Now I want to use my brain. I used my brawn for all these years. I was I was training people, uh, you know, active shooter drills, SWAT drills. Um, it, it, you, you name it, I did. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to use my brain now. Um so I did that. I obtained, um, I wound up attaining a, a couple of degrees and decided that I was just going to go into corporate America. A couple and, of degrees. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just say that nonchalantly, like, you know, I just walked in, just knocked out a couple of degrees, you know, no big deal. What'd you get your uh, degrees yeah, I picked, in? Um, I, well, I picked up, the first thing I did was pick up a trade. I'm a, I'm a big believer that a man should know how to make money with his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and picked up a trade in cement masonry. So, you know, pouring concrete and that kind of good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a big um, business. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's a hard business, too, man. Yeah, tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, did that for a little while. But after I got my trade, I said, OK. Uh, so I went and got an undergrad degree in business and then I got a master's degree in procurement and con- procurement and acquisitions and contract management. Okay. So nice. uh, that's what my master's is in. Um, and then I just went into the corporate sphere. Very and thought useful. That I would, yeah. Very useful. Thought I would um, kind of, you know, be like, all right, I'm done. I'm thinking in my mind, OK, I'm going to walk away from everything gun, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like being in that realm. Um and I couldn't. Like, I didn't make it one day. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> my my friends started yelling at me, like literally yelling at me, like, dude, you've been training us for years. Why won't you give us um, certifications? I was like, dude, I don't I can. I'm more than qualified to do it. But, man, you know what? I don't have time to, to do it. I'm like, yes, you do. And I'm like, no, I don't. And yes, yes, you do. So I, I started training people and actually start certifying them and carry, their, you know, carry concealed carry permits and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had a lot of cops that were like, you know, hey, man. Can you can you work with me? I got I got to get my skills up. I'm like, OK. And I start working with those cops and then they would get rookies coming through the academy. Well, the academy doesn't have a lot of time to actually teach you firearms, you know. Yeah. So the rookies yeah. would be like, uh, yeah, man, anything you can do to help. I've never even touched a gun before. Or I was in the Marines, uh, but we shot rifles. I don't know much about handguns. Right. You know, is there anything you can do for me? So I would just meet them at the range, work on some drills with them. After about doing 30 or 40 cadets, I'm like, you know what? People like training with you, man. Maybe you ought to just stick to it. So instead of giving up on the training, I just stuck to it. Uh, form no other choice. Uh, actually, LLC'd it and been rolling ever since. Very cool. How long ago was that? Um, I LLC'd in, I think, 2012 or 2013, but I've been training people for 15 years. Okay. Very cool. I just I was just that guy, man, that like I would give you good training. I didn't care anything about the accolades, social media. I just wanted to make sure guys knew had a skill set. Yeah, it was something you enjoyed doing, and uh, yeah. that's usually what people are good at, something they enjoy doing. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Right. And it shows, you know, if other people are, you know, if they're actually learning and people keep coming back to you, I mean, it, it speaks volumes. So obviously, you're doing a great job. Now, what are your uh, what are your certifications for the the training? Um, so insert. Let's see. I can certify. Obviously, you got the the NRA pistol, NRA rifle, inside the home, outside the home. Uh, the only thing I don't certify people in to do is a shotgun. Okay. Uh, I like shotguns, man. I'm just not in them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. You know, I'm just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those platforms that I like. Don't get me wrong. I just never really got deep into it. But, um, and I, and as an instructor, I'll be the first person to tell you that I can teach you how to shoot one. Shotgun, wear you out, man. Can you imagine doing a, a class a week, 
doing shotguns? Dude, Man, dude, absolutely not. <laughs> would wear you your shoulder would be toast, you know? Absolutely not. Um, and then I use also um, I use my my ability because of active shooter. Um, I will get teams together. I don't necessarily. There is no state certification I give them because in Missouri you have to be what we call post certified. Uh-huh. Um, and to do post certification would just cost me too much and too much struggle right now. But I'll get guys together and give them a team drill exercises that I've learned from all my time with the PD. Um, I'll give them team drill exercises, active shooter, team drills, uh, close quarter combat. Um, urban survival is one I do as well because of the environment I came up in. It goes back to that. Everybody's battlefield is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking yeah. urban survival where you cannot shoot everybody. I'm talking herbal survival where you got <laughs> way more good people than you do bad. A lot people. of soft targets. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that goes to not only using your firearm, but how do you navigate? How do you navigate these neighborhoods? How do you, how do you talk to people? What are they looking for? What signs are you looking for? Uh, what signs are threatening to you? You know, where should you be standing? What are gangways? You'd be surprised how many guys sign up for police departments that have no idea what a damn gangway is. It's like, so <laughs> check people out and get kind of educated on that. Right. Very cool. And so do you travel to do uh, any of your training? Is everything done there in St. Louis? Um, I'm just, I'm really getting into the traveling, uh, I would say recently, the last year, year and a half. Um, to try to get that done. My, my, I will travel. So I tell people all the time, you can reach out for it to all the social medias or my website, which is, um, uh, no Um, and you know, we can always formulate a plan to come travel. I have done it, but the only problem I've ran into is that where am I the best at right now? And because of the political climate, normally when I travel is to speak. Right. And I'm trying to let people remind people I still am a gun instructor. So will we travel? Yes. Do I like to to train everybody? Yes. Will I leave St. Louis? Yes. Have I done it before? Yes. Will I like to do it more? Yes. So if anybody's looking for any kind of a training, um, anything, I don't care if it's basic all the way up to a little bit more advanced stuff, you want to sling some lead, let me know. Very cool. Very cool. So let's get on to the next question. Uh, that was great detail on that. That's the most probably detail I've had on the that question before. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think no we're, we're killing two birds with one stone here. So, I mean, this, this is good. Um, when it comes to pop culture, what is your go-to, whether it's a, a magazine, a TV show, a movie, a video game, uh, that's gun related? Mm. All right, man. You're probably gonna, you're probably gonna hate me for this. I'm not, I don't hate. Oh man, the uh, if it's it's gun related, so I'm not going there for gun advice. It's just something that's got firearms involved. Uh, I mean, it could, anything, yeah, anything. I mean, it could be uh, even roughly related. You know, like I've had people say, you know, a Tombstone, the movie Tombstone. They love Tombstone. you know watching that or uh, Hickok 45 YouTube channel. You know, di- different things like that. I am going to go with The Walking Dead, man. Yes, I, I <laughs> knew I liked you, man. <laughs> I knew I liked you for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I- yeah, I got to rock with The Walking Dead, man. I find myself in fantasy yes. land. Actually, I got to watch the last episode that came out last week. I got to finish that tonight. I find myself in fantasy land when it comes to that. Like, dude, I get immersed in it. Like, what would I use in this situation? Like, what's <laughs> right. going on here? You're like, yeah. So, Walking like, Dead. why did he do that? Why are they doing that? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and being a gun guy, I know you pick apart uh, all the little inconsistencies because there's there's tons of it in every episode of their firearm use. Dude, why is Rick shooting that Python like that? Like he's like aiming the thing, (laughs) but he seems to always hit him in the head. It's just, I don't know. But yeah, it's it's still, it's, it's, it's every, every gun, every, every single, uh, AR style platform is somehow a full auto. Like it's crazy. (laughs) No matter what it is. And, and rounds don't eject. (laughs) They do not. But yet there's, there's, there's empty brass all over. You know, around them. 
and they put Got scopes it. on backwards and they use freaking uh lights for suppressors and baseball bats for suppressors <laughs> it's, oh man you gotta love it you gotta love it i love it man but it, it just the pure entertainment factor of that show uh, is what i love about it i mean yes there is huge inconsistencies with the firearms and but uh it's like you it's like yeah if i was in this situation what would i do mm-hmm. it the gives walking. you it gives you something to think about. walking down i love that man great answer so who's your favorite character my favorite character in the walking dead is michonne Michelle, yeah, yeah, oh, she's yeah, dude. <laughs> she's, uh, you gotta, you know, ever since she showed up, remember when she showed up a couple of seasons ago and she had, you know, cut the jawbones yes. off and cut their arms the off, chains, like, yeah, that girl, whoever she is, that's my homie. <laughs> yeah, that's who I like. And she's skyrocketing too, man. She was in Black Panther. Uh huh. Did you yep. see that movie? I did. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, she Black was Panther. a badass in that movie too. Yeah, she was, and I think she's gonna have a, a bright future. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, she's a good one. I guess I would say my favorite character on that show are the zombies. I love the the different because each show or definitely each season they try to one up the goriness uh, of their zombies. You know, mm. did you see the one where they had like the they had the the mushrooms growing out of the guy's head? Well, I don't know if I seen that one. Oh, was that when they were in like the swamp or? Yeah. Kind of the forest. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was like some kind of fungus or something. Well, I guess mushrooms are a fungus. Well, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like those those round saucer ones you see on the side of trees. Uh-huh. I think they're called something else, but I, yeah, I call them I call them the mushrooms. But uh, that was probably like one of the, the best ones. What did what'd you think about Carl? Got to ask you, man. Carl oh, Bikes. Come, come on, man. It was... Long overdue. <laughs> oh man, it, yeah, I'm surprised. I am surprised the kid survived this long. But you know what? I was I was just kind of really getting used to the kid. Just like he would he would do things to make me mad, like you know, like they all do, like randomly run off and you know, like dude, the, the world is over. Why are you so emotional? Like right. it, I don't know. It was just weird. But he was he was definitely um um long overdue. Um, but I really thought he was going to survive because I thought. I actually thought he was going to be the next bad guy, to be honest with you. Yeah. I thought Negan was going to instill enough in him that Carl was going to become Rick's next enemy. Yeah. I really thought. That would have been, man, why aren't you writing the show? That is perfect. I mean, that's that's the way I was. I was like, Negan's going to take him under his wing. And yeah, that would have been perfect if they'd have done that. It would have oh, been awesome. Dude, that would, oh, that would have been so good. Man, because Rick's got this whole new kill everything moving attitude and yeah how do you do it if you're if you're i don't know what we'll call probably they would probably made him like 15 16 years old but leading a crew of people and coming after his dad i mean that would have been awesome yeah that would have been sweet but it's getting good so you're gonna like this next episode yeah i, think I like is, i like negan so he keeps me entertained i like negan too yeah he's um you're gonna you're just i'm not gonna give it away so you gotta watch the next episode all right <laughs> we'll do you like it um I mean, I hate to I hate to keep on this this one, but I, this topic. But I got to find out your movie. What's your go to movie, man? Uh, go to movie. Uh, that one's gonna be a little oldie because my favorite movie of all times yeah. is Robocop, the original, not that remake crap. Peter Weller. There you go, brother. Yes, I need that original joint. I need that original Robocop. I buy that for a dollar. I need all that. <laughs> I need all that. Right? I need the I need the yeah, scene in the warehouse this... where they blew him apart. I need all that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't dig this new uh Robocop that they did, the the reboot. That sucked. That was the guy, um he was in something recently on a Netflix original that he was really good in it. Um Altered Carbon. Uh I've I've seen the title. I haven't watched it. You you should watch it. It's good. You'll like it. 
Sounds, I'll sounds like we we kind of into the same kind of stuff there. So, um, all right, next question. I'm going to get off this because <laughs> we're going long on this show. How much time do you have, man? <laughs> I'll do. Let's, let's let's roll it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So next question is: What is your next bucket list? Got to have, want to have. Whether it's firearm, piece of kit, vehicle. What's your next? Got to have, want to have bucket list. Uh, if it's on a bucket list, that's going to be a, um, I, I got both. I got two of them, but with a car, I'm going to go with, um, the Bentley Continental GT. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bucket list car. Um, yeah. and if I'm going with a firearm kit, see, I just got spoiled with my, uh, my piece of kit I've been waiting on and that's from a high threat concealment. So I'm, I'm very, very spoiled right now Sponsor with that. Sponsor of Talking Lid, by the way. So, yeah. And HTC. I noticed that too. And I was like, ah, HTC, yeah, great people. Um, yeah. Uh, they are they are actually a sponsor of No Other Choice, so that's very cool. We got yeah. something in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Uh, great group of people. So you guys make sure, please, whatever you do, support High Threat Concealment. They are awesome Americans. And use that um, discount code Leadhead to get a nice big fat discount. Bam, boom. Uh, and I would I would say um, since I got that from them, the next thing that I really want, man, if if I'm really if I'm going to say obtainable bucket list. It's yes. going to be a rifle, and that rifle would need to be a SCAR-17 heavy, completely decked out by Kinetic Group. There you go. Completely decked out by those guys. Have That's you seen first. Scarlet? No, I haven't. There's, oh, dude. They got it. They got Who is you it? Just, it's called Scarlet. It's uh, Kinetic Group's uh, SCAR with all their gizmos on it. It's called Scarlet. It is a beautiful. Oh, my God. That rifle is gorgeous. And it's actually been in the field, too. So it's got real battle scars on it. It's... um. It's a it's a doozy. They bring it to all the shows. I'm uh, I'm I'm googling it right now. It's uh, Kinetic Who? Kinetic Group. Group. And it's yep. And it's Scarlet. Scar Seventeen. Scarlet. Let's yeah. see. So, I'm I'm googling. I gotta look it up. Sounds yep. badass. It is a beautiful rifle. I would just literally take a Scar Seventeen and drop it off to those guys and say, "Work your magic. <laughs> just make me one of these." Because the guys that um, built Scarlet actually used the Scar Seventeen in uh, spec op operations overseas. And so they built it, uh, they took the FN platform and just made it work for those environments. Now, I'm not saying I will be in a sandbox anytime soon, but you never know. The desert might come here. I don't know. Um, you don't so, know what the weather's going to do. Never know. I live in the Midwest. Things get crazy. You know, they so, say Mother Mother Nature's a bitch. Is that a 6.5? Right. Uh, no, the Scarlet I seen was a 308. Okay. Uh, unless they got another one. They could, you know, it could be a running so, line. You know, a 6.5 is hot right now. Everybody's coming out right. with a 6.5, so they may, they may have come out with one. Yeah, that's beautiful. Good choice. I like that. Yeah, that, would, that right. would definitely be on my list. So next question is, laws be damned, money be damned. If you could own anything, what would you own? Uh, I want an Apache helicopter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Fully decked out, bells and whistles. That's what I want. I can do everything in that. I can go to the grocery store. Yeah. I can go, go on vacation. I can start a small war. I can go on vacation. It's a hell of a concealed carry option. I mean, hey. Can hog hunt. <laughs> oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Definitely eradicate some hogs with one of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's the price tag on one of those? You looked it up lately? Seven million bucks. Seven million, and the average unit cost was approximately 13.9 million. So you'd, yeah. you'd want it with all the, the ammo and the rockets and everything like that. So that's- um, I need uh, I need to I need my ammo to be unlimited, sir. So okay. I'll pay the premium. There I'll pay go. the premium. Um, and Money yeah, be damn, not- laws be damn. So yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's I want what I want. All the hot Hellfire missiles. I want every one of them. 
Exactly. <laughs> and I want, you know, like people, guys reload their own rounds. I want my own guys making my missiles. Self, self-loading. Yeah. yeah it's like I go. land, they hook me up, I go. That's right. All the fuel. I got all That's the fuel. Very mm-hmm. nice. And what, uh, how would you have it painted? Oh, dude, it's got to be uh, black and red. It's my colors. You go, um, okay. You go with the knock? So, yeah, so I'll go with the knock colors. I would definitely make it mostly black. You know, I got to be stealth in that thing, so it would have to be mostly black. But I would I would trim it really delicately in um, some red letterings. Of course, some logos over it, you know. Oh, yeah. And, um, of course, we'll slap all the sponsors on the tail of it, you know, let them get a little shine, you know. Maybe do a little, that, a little IR logo on there so you can only see if you got your IR on. Yep. Infrared. That, exactly. Yeah, that would be badass. Like that. <laughs> All right. Next question is: If you could spend the day at the range with anyone or any group, whether it they be still alive, dead, or fictional, who would you like to spend the day at the range with? It'd be a couple of guys. Uh, Larry Vickers. Okay, good choice. Um, Jerry Mikulik. Oh, Jerry. Yeah, he's he's been on the list a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, like to spend the day with uh. Travis Haley. Okay. You're going for all the biggies. Oh, yeah. Um, I would also like to get Clint Smith in there. Okay. Clint Smith. Tell our, our listeners who Clint Smith is. Uh, Clint, Clint Smith is the founder and owner of Thunder Ranch. Um, uh, they started in Texas, and I believe the other location is in Oregon, I think. It might be Wyoming. Oh, I think it's Wyoming. Wyoming, uh, I but, think it is, yeah. Yeah, Wyoming. Uh, Clint Smith, if you, if you are not hip to who Clint Smith is, do yourself a favor and go look him up. Uh, Clint right is... He is an old school, knock him down, you know, bust him upside the head Marine with his uh, teaching style, but it's very effective and uh, he's really a go-to. He's he's what we like to call an OG. You know, Clint's, <laughs> yeah. Clint's been running training gangsta. schools. Original gangster. Clint's been running training schools since training schools were training schools, man. he's He predates internet and all that. So he's uh, he's one to go to. Uh, and there are a couple of other uh, guys. Masada Yub is another guy I would like to spend some quality time with. Yeah. Um, that would be and, awesome. Uh, to get all those guys on the 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 same range together. That would be awesome. Yes, sir. That would be like the dream team. Oh yeah. Yep. I think that would uh yeah that that'd be a pretty good list. And then there are a couple of uh other guys I would uh cycle in there. Oh, you know I gotta have somebody in there to keep me keep me going too. So I'm gonna get this guy a shout out. Uh, that way somebody can uh keep me laughing. Uh, not only is he a great <laughs> trainer, but he's got a hell of a personality. I'm gonna throw Chris Chris Costa in there. I need a guy to crack some jokes and keep me laughing. There you go. Yeah, Costa's a, a lighthearted dude, so I would like to have him running around. That would be fun, yeah. That would make it awesome. All right, so this is a new one. You're the first person that I've uh, I've hit with this question. Okay. So you're you're my test uh, my test subject. See if I continue it. If you could change one law, any law, what would you change? Which one would you change? Mm, one law, any law. Ooh, that's a good one. And you say any law. So that would probably I will tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna have to give a blank one. I would eradicate every single gun law there is. Unless for the for good guys. For criminals, the the laws get worse. But for every good guy, there is no restriction about what you can own, when you can own it, how you can own it, period. So NFA's gone. Gone. NFA is gone. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> totally eradicated. We make laws worse for criminals, so we take all the goodness. All the badness, I'm sorry, that's keeping all the good guys from having what they want, and we spend all that energy punishing criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to get. I'm all, I'm all for people having um, background checks. You know, when they when they buy sure. a firearm, that's Absolutely. cool. But you know what? I want your I want your I want you to have um, 
I want the background check system to be so quick and so efficient. And when you go in, you know, you can, you know, you go through your background, you get literally whatever you want, pluck it off the wall, buddy, and it's yours. Uh, but backgrounds would not be needed for suppressors or anything like that. Um, if it's not the actual mechanical firearm. Yeah, suppressors should just be automatic. It's like they should just give people suppressors. It's I like, don't see why not. It's yeah, a health, this, it really is a health issue. It is. It really is. I mean, it's just it's it, it's just a matter of a courtesy thing, too, to, yeah. to people that you're around. So it should be just like, here, you get a free, everybody gets a free suppressor, whether you have a gun or not. <laughs> just take a, take a can. Here, here, everybody gets it. You know, once a year, the government hands out. No, not the government. I, you know, I don't want government handouts, but uh, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Everybody, everybody gets a can. You get a can. You get a you can. You get a can. You can. get a can. You get a can. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, the NFA. Little Johnny every, gets a can. <laughs> every single gun law that's keeping us from being free, eradicated, gone, and I want a lifetime ban on it. Never can come back. There you go. An inalienable right. That's right. A human right. So that that would allow us to own Apache helicopters. Yes. A ten Warhawks. Yes. Aircraft carriers. Yes. <laughs> Tanks. Yes. I'm for, if you got the I'm if it. you got the money and you are gonna because my thing is man it doesn't matter what you own a hammer or a tank you do the wrong thing with it you get penalized right, right. so I own what you want this is a this is a the great thing about but this like country, you man. said though you get you 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 have to quality you can do the background check and as long as you're not mm -hmm. mentally or um, physically incapable of safely operating or owning that then boom cheers yeah. And have, then, you got the place to park that thing and, you know, fly. It but safely. that's the problem. You know, that's the problem. We have the law. The laws are already there. They're in place. They just, they're not enforced and they're not enforced to the extent that they could enforce them too. And if people, if they would enforce laws, the lawbreakers, I mean, murder's murder. Murder's always been against the law. Yep. You know, there's always been penalties for that, but yet people still murder. But yet you see people who get away with murder at the same time. And the system's responsible for that because you know what they do? They they let petty crimes lead up to worse crimes, and it's like a gateway. And I can tell you, if nothing else, yeah. you know, I spent ten years of my life dealing with that system. And I'm telling you, man, you'll be looking at you'll be looking at what we call ARs, their arrest records, right? Mm -hmm. You're looking at an AR, and you're like, you're looking at this guy like, God, buddy, uh, whoo, <laughs> see you in fifteen twenty. You look up six months later, he's behind you at Burger King, right? You know, like it's. It's 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 no there there were no consequences that really just just exactly. stuck man and that's part of the problem. Yeah, that is a, that is a huge part of the problem. Just like the the kid at the the Parkland. I mean, he had a long list of of complaints and I think he had a record too, but they just kept letting him go and letting him go. You know, he's getting a pass. Yep. That that yeah, that's a big problem and that's a big problem all over the United States in every city and every state. Absolutely. But you know, you are all you, you just let the super predators, isn't that what she call calls them? You super, let the super yeah. predators uh, back out amongst all the sheep. Yeah, or you let them across our borders. No, that too. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. We won't get into that. So we want to we want to learn about we want to learn about your training. We want to learn about your school. No other choice. So we talked about the history of no other choice. Let's talk about the services that you offer. So no other choice. Uh, we we do. A lot of rifle and pistol training and everything that leads up to it. So you have uh, everything from your children's education. You know, we're talking kids 10 and smaller. Mm -hmm. uh, we do everything uh, from basic concealed carry, basic handgun handling, basic cleaning, all the way up to team drills, close quarter combat, team tactics, vehicle tactics, things of that nature. With pistols uh, and carbines, shotgun, The uh, what we offer in shotgun is how to function a shotgun. 
But I like to tell people one thing about me is I'm always honest. And uh, shotgun is something I, I can definitely. Yeah, I get uh, that. With you. <laughs> I appreciate that's that. That's refreshing. Yes. Shotguns is something I can't teach you how to shoot. I can teach you how to load it and how to make it go bang. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a difference between understanding the, the safety tactics. and mechanical functions of the gun and tactics and running the gun. Right. I am not the guy to teach you that. Um, I can somewhat do it myself, but I'm not that great at it myself. So I normally bring in guys that are more experts at that to help out with that. Sure. Um, uh, and long distance is something, unfortunately, because of I'm, I'm kind of restrictive in Missouri, man. We don't have we're Just a hilly state. The, yeah. The yeah. We don't have it for that. So, you know, uh, out to um, a couple of hundred yards, I can I can help you, you know, definitely, you know, 200 on in 150, 25. Uh, if it's something further than that, I might not be the right guy to come to because my terrain dictates that that's not my my realization. Mm-hmm. Um, so normally I'm looking um, like I'm going to uh, try to get out to um, with uh, with Buck Doyle. Uh, out in Utah because he has the land when he actually does uh long range. So does Clint Smith and get out with those guys for Look, I, I want to, too. I've, I've shot them before, but I want to be able to bring more education about long distance uh, shooting. Unfortunately, in my environment, I'm just handicapped and I can't do it. So yeah. I'm going on myself to seek that training for, you know, hopefully in the next five well, or six years. I'm sure years, that I can... probably in your area, too, there's not a big demand for that where you're at. You know, there's not a lot of people looking for the long, long. They're looking more for the defensive type training. Yeah. Yeah. More, most are looking for the defensive training. So that's what that's pretty much what we uh, we stick to. Um, now, I like to be a liaison for guys mm-hmm. that don't know who to trust. Hey man, I really do want to, you know, stretch my six five creed more out. I like to. I am also your local resource for who around the country you can trust for that education. Charlie Melton, um, check him out. Charlie Melton, all right, drop that name. Charlie Melton with, um, God damn it, what's his company's name? Hold on. Um, do do you know who Charlie Melton is? No sir. So Charlie Melton is former Navy SEAL, and he trained Chris Kyle and uh, Marcus Luttrell. Oh, he trained those guys. That's saying something. And he just made the world's longest rifle shot uh, a few months ago. I had him on. It was uh, almost three miles. I heard about that. Was him? Yeah, that's Charlie Melton. Oh, okay. And um, he's going out. They're going out to Utah. Um, is it June? Uh, okay, I got it right here. So yeah, Charlie Melton with Charlie Mike Precision. Um, you guys can go to him. He's got great training courses. Uh, but Charlie, as you guys know, he's been on the show before. He just made the uh, the world's longest rifle shot, uh, which was almost um, three miles, uh, and they made it with that uh, Tejas round. They're going out again in April. What is this? April, May, June. I think it's June. Uh, back to Utah, and he's going to do four thousand, five thousand, and six thousand <laughs> yards. Jesus, man. Yeah. Wow. So they've invited me to come out for that. Looking forward to uh, to going out and uh, being a part of that. It's going to be awesome. But uh, that you said, you know, there's people out there for the the long range precision, and and yeah, you absolutely. can hook, you can hook people up. I I know some people too. But um, we're talking about yeah. knock right so, now, and what now, you guys it, yeah. do. So when and no other choice, we so we do that. We do everything pistol, everything carbine, and look, we will we do stress drill. So I will break your body down, and I will break your mind down. Um, and a lot of people get that misconstrued with me because you see me and, you know, I, when guys that knew me for years and years back, they're like, oh, you were such a big guy, but I moved really, really quick. And I was getting beat up by HRT guys like Hoss's Rescue Team. Mm-hmm. These are the guys I was getting beat up by. So when I got my health under control and I started controlling that, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to break you because people broke me and I'm vindictive like that. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it worked for you, so, you know, why not? Yeah. 
Yeah, so when uh, we, there are courses, now that's not going to be in your concealed carry class, of course, uh, but there are times where we, we will push the body because I need your body to fail for your mind can take over. And that's very important. And a lot of people sometimes forget that when it comes to firearms, like your mind is your weapon. If that thing goes to mush, everything else is irrelevant. So with our pistols right. and our carbine classes, we will get you to that point. But you know, uh, that's, so we do, that's true for anything in life. You know, you got to have a strong mind. Um, you got to have a strong body. The strong body makes a strong mind, and that's something that we teach on this show too. Is you know physical well-being as well. So you yeah. got to keep your body in shape. That's that's just part of your responsibility of being a good responsible gun owner, like yeah, you said. Absolutely. So good, good strong body makes a good strong mind. Sorry, had to, I, th- had to throw that out there. Oh no, that's fine, that's fine. And uh, so, but guys will see me, and because you know I did, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it, man. I mean, fifteen, you know, sixteen, seventeen, twenty-year-old kid didn't know anything about health. I, you know, I was I was horrible. So my body suffered for that. Certain things I can't get rid of, I would never have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm able to, to to be as as healthy as I've ever been in my life. So I'm out letting people know we're going to uh, break you down. And so with that, we, we don't call our courses advanced. Uh, we call our courses Evolve. So we have Evolve as level one, two, and three. We are evolving you as a performer with that firearm, as a thinker, as a uh a person that understands strategy. Yeah. Um, so we are evolving you. Level one, you're moving your feet. You're drawing that gun. You're learning how to clear holsters. You're learning how to, you know, proper, t- proper TI. You're learning about SA. We're going to go through all those things, get you moving, get your heart rate up a little bit, just a little bit to tease you. We're going to then evolve you to stage two, where now you're going to have more cognitive thinking drills involved. You're going to, you're going to have to understand what happens when your, when your body fails. We have surprise things that happen to you while you're on a shooting line. There might be somebody all of a sudden yanking on your belt. You know, you're going to have to understand that you still need to perform because if that's your wife or your kid, in real life, hiding behind you, yanking on dad's belt. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You got to perform with that gun, right? Uh, you have to be accountable for every round. Uh, so how do we, we we further break your body down and break your mind down? And some students are broken down just by standing on their feet for two hours because they've yeah. never done it, you know, and that's that's all it really takes. Um, and then involve three, we really start pushing you. You know, your shots have to matter. We need those cranium shots. We need those T-zone shots. We need center mass shots. There is no such thing as a straight shot. What straight shot? You're supposed to be an elite performer at this point with your firearm. There's no such thing as a straight shot. Right. Um, and then we start working into our team drills, vehicle taxes, and things like that. So I like to let people know we want to evolve you as a performer with the firearm, not just saying, in our philosophy, you know, it's just not advancing you. It's really evolving you because when you go home, you should feel like you suck, right? You should, <laughs> you just, you should feel, you should feel like you suck. Feel like and you, you have proof. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's the mark to me of, uh, of a good instructor. I, I know I can run a gun, right? And I'm, I'm confident in the fact that I can run a gun. And I like to tell people this. The reason I'm one of the best teachers you can ever have is because I'm the best student on the face of this earth. There you go. When man. I get into, yeah, when I get into a, a guy's class, your way, sir, only thing I'm not going to forget are the safety rules. Outside of that, I have forgotten everything else that I ever thought I knew because that's the only way you can really absorb, right? You have to get rid of all that stuff. So, you know, when, when people come to my class, I tell them that, like, hey, if you guys want to, because we do, I'm sorry, we also do an instructor, uh, an, an instructor course too, okay. where I will show you how to teach. It's not even about running a gun. It's about how do you effectively communicate information. Yeah. Um, and so we'll get them out there and do it. I was like, hey, man, you know what? Really? Think about it like this. You, you a basketball fan at all? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you go back to. Um, I understand Michael the game, Jordan. though. <laughs> you know Mike Jordan. You know Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you look at Michael Jordan, an athlete out of this world, but he wouldn't have been Michael Jordan if it wasn't for Phil Jackson, right? The coach. Right. So guys are a lot of times you get stuck, whether you're a student in a class and you're thinking you want to take this information back and and, uh, give it to someone else or you're a guy coming in or anywhere for an instructor course. Don't worry about being Mike. Worry about being Phil. Right. 
That's who you need to worry about being. Worry about being Phil when you're going out teaching people. Now, the performer with the gun should be Mike. But whenever you're transferring information, like you see guys get up in front of their students and they spend a damn third of the class showing their students they know how to shoot. Like, dude, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And I might not be able to shoot a lick, but if I can make you perform with a gun, then that's what should matter to you. Um, so that's kind of philosophy. I, t I take that, uh, that, that way as well. And then the overall philosophy with our company, hence the name No Other Choice. Uh, no other choice does. It stems from a philosophy before you ever, and I mean ever, use your skill set, whether it's at a basic level or an evolved level. Use your skill set to cause harm to a human being. You should be at the choice of you should be at the point of no other choice, irregardless of what the law says you can do. The law might be uh, it might have a let's say a circumference the size of a hot air balloon. I want you operating in the circumference of your morality the size of a basketball. Mm -hmm. That's where you need to stay. Operate inside of there, outside of innocent people being harmed. Operate in that small realm. Make sure you're at the point of no other choice. You you screamed, you ran, you try to do everything you can to right. avoid this conflict. Um, and then if somebody pushes your back back against the wall, make them regret it. Yeah, uh, you know? that that's why I love the name of of your training company, man. No other choice. I mean that that sums it up right there. I mean this is your last resort to use this. You know if you have to use this, it's a last resort. Absolutely. And you train, and you train, uh, and I've seen some of your, your videos, you train, you know, here's your other options. If you, you know, encounter something, here's some other options that you can do. When you exhaust oh, yeah. those, then boom, this is your, because running is always an option. You know, never, <laughs> never think that walking away or running is not an option. It, it's, it's the best option. It absolutely is. You know, Pride will get you in trouble. Absolutely. It will more times than I can count. <laughs> and, we, and we even we even when we have guys and we also I also have another instructor. Um, I know basic jujitsu just from my uh, my law enforcement background. But we have another instructor who is uh, 25 years in um, uh, Taekwondo. Um, so he comes in for the hand to hand stuff when we offer that when people request it. And even with him, with martial arts, you learn that same that same mentality. You're like, hey, walk away if you can. Yeah. You know, but if you have to use this make make sure they understand that they, they should have made that mistake. Right. right? And so, so that's what I I want to go back to, uh, and this is something that a lot of these training companies, I've never heard them offer, is the the kids. So you're you're offering yep. education. And there's another video that I watched of yours that you've got where uh, you're actually teaching. Because a lot of kids – like you said, when you were when you were fourteen, you and your buddy came across this gun, and you didn't know anything about it. You didn't know the proper rules or any of that. So what nope. you're doing is you're bringing in the you bring in young kids. I mean, the younger the better. I mean, there's no there's no age limit on when you can start teaching your kids proper gun education and safety. And you're not teaching them how to shoot or doing any of that. You're teaching them just this is a gun, and this is how you need to act. Uh, around a firearm. Talk yeah, about absolutely. that. Talk about that. So I like to, in a lot of philosophy, man, I want you to, I want you and, you and the listeners to, to envision something, right? We understand as guys that believe in, in freedom and the Second Amendment and all that, what we're protecting. Me and you can sit across in a room and go, hey, 2A. And you're like, damn right. And we understand everything that comes behind that. We get it, right? right. Uh, but when we're dealing with, with, when we're dealing with everybody else, there's a certain mentality that we must adopt to. Oh, uh, and or adapt to. And what I like to think about is this. I want you to envision a room full of guys uh, in their plate carriers, full kit, dudes that can run guns. Right. I feel that I can, I'm one of those guys in that room. And what I saw was a vision of who is out focusing on all the people that are intimidated by that appearance. How do we really help them? Because that's the segment that we need to reach mm -hmm. those mothers, 
those fathers that are just trying to get their family to Walmart and back home, um, their kids that are finding guns and doing things irresponsible with them, but they're too scared to educate their kids about firearms because they're so dangerous and scary. So what I did, man, is I, I'm the guy that shed at the plate carrier. I dropped it. You know, I'm just a guy to drop the plate carrier and it's not against any guy, that, any guys that do that heavy stuff. That's cool. Uh, but I decided to drop the plate carrier and focus on, hey, I just want, let's just sit on the front porch and talk. Let yeah. Meet me at the range. Let's just talk. Let's go to dinner and let's just talk. Um, and when it comes to the children, um, I didn't want kids to be hurt. I am a to, to get to know more about me. I am a, a, a person that does believe I believe in humans as hard as that is. Sometimes <laughs> I do believe in humans and I want to help them. And when I'm looking at mom and dad, I'm like, what's the best gift I can give you? But your child's safety. Right. right. So I want to go in and I can take all this experience. And but you know what? I can I can bring it all the way back down to my personal experience and say, hey, let's talk to your kids about being safe. Let's let's do that. So I'll go into daycares and I go into schools and I not only educate kids on, hey, hot stove kind of mentality. Right. It's also a, a way for me to go in and give these four, five, six, ten year olds a different vision of what a gun guy is. So they're able to say like this guy came in and here's this big, you know, six foot, 250 pound man. It probably has got all this artillery at home and he's like singing songs and clapping with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Like he's jumping around the room. So one minute you yeah. see me in a video clapping kids, uh, clapping hands with kids and singing songs. And the next minute I'm out running rigs and shooting rifles. But that's who we are. Right. right. That's who we all are. And I just decided that it was t it, we, we need to be seen in that light. So I dropped the plate carrier off. I'm not able to train as much as I want to and do all the high speed, low drag stuff because somebody had to drop that to sacrifice to go back and help everybody else. And so that's what I do. And I go and I start with the kids because that's the most precious gift I can ever give a family is their child's safety. So that's yeah, why I start with the kids. That's awesome, man. That's amazing that, that you do that. And that's, it's important because that's what I think a lot of the, uh, the farms trainers overlook is that it starts with the youth and you've got to educate them um, because there are more often than not, just like the situation you were talking about when you were 14, kids that are younger than that, even younger than that, and you hear stories about it all the time, um, uh, I can't remember where it was, but the kid who was in the back seat and the gun slid under uh, the mom's back seat. She was driving. He pulled the gun, shot his mom. Mm -hmm. uh, or the two the two friends that were at the house and uh, they pulled the dad's gun out of the you know the gun cabinet and uh, one shot the other one. And you hear about that all the time. And if people would just educate the children instead of making guns these objects of uh, d demonic objects that you know they try to protect them and keep them away from, and and shadow them from. Uh, just educate them on it. You educate them the the mystery of that gun goes away at that point. The curiosity. You know, kids are curious. They're going to want to put their hands on stuff that they, especially if you tell them no and they're not supposed to do it. What are they going to do? I mean, you were a kid you know, as a parent. You were a kid and you knew that when your parents told you not to do something, you wanted to do it even more. So take that mystique away and take take your kids to a program like No Other Choice with Kevin and get them educated on the the proper safety, the how to how to act around a gun if you've never been around if you're at a friend's house and a friend pulls his his dad's gun out of the drawer, you know, be that teach your kid how to be that responsible kid. You educate your kid, they can educate other kids. And that's, you know, that's the way kids are. If they're if they're smart and they know something, they're going to pass it along to their their buddies and their friends. Yeah, and you know, and it, it, that's why I've even put out um and it's a couple of points I want to make off of that. And I want to give somebody a, a kind of a shout out here too. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and when I 
what I've decided to do, you know, and when it comes to, uh, you can only do so much as a human being, right? You can only be in so many places at one time. So as any good instructor worth his soul knows that you need to train regularly yourself, right? To stay, you know, abreast of new techniques. You need to dissect your own techniques, write new curriculums. You know, you got to stay on top of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and because I've started to do so much community work, I've, some of that I've, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to stay up on top of. So one guy I would love to give a shout out. And it goes to how I'm able to continue this mission of doing what I'm able to do. Um, is James Yeager because uh, Yeager, when we met and started talking, Yeager opened up the school to me. He's like, hey, dude, anytime you need anything, because he understands, right? Yeah. So he's like, anytime you need anything, you need to get sped up on something, you call me, you let me know. And he honored that, you know, and um, uh, him and Don Numbers and all those guys down there, you know, I went down for some training. Uh, they, they uh, you know, beat me up a little bit, uh, but, you know, it took me 30 minutes and I was right back on par. And then they kind of left me alone for the rest of the day. But <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it just took a little a little whooping. And then, you know, I was right back in line. And but that's it, it because good, they care you know? about you. They, they care yeah. about, you know, they wanted you to to do it right. Yes, but I do that. You haven't ran a gun since if, when? I'm like, if you're sensitive, you don't want to take a, <laughs> a James Yeager class. <laughs> oh, no. Please leave you your, get your at home. Yeah, you get your feelings hurt easily. You don't want to. But the, <laughs> yeah, it's going to harden you up, too. You know, if you don't want to be a, a, a Nancy boy, then go take a, a, a class from Yeager. Yeah, great, great people. And, uh, you know, yeah, and then when uh, I'm great, able to. Great dudes. So I'm able to stay on top of training so I'm not, you know, ever diluting what my students get, right? Uh, so that's always good. And then when it comes back to doing the work in the, in, in with kids, get your children. I mean, you can always reach out to me, guys, if you need some advice, you need some um, some materials. But get your, your kids into a safety training program and don't overlook it. And when you're having a conversation with people that might, you know, look at guns differently than we do, that are like, oh, no, we don't want guns around. You know, sometimes simplistic truth can reach people. Are you always going to know where your kids are at 100 percent of the time? No, nope. absolutely. No. Right. So what happens if they encounter a gun where they go? You want your kid to understand what to do if they encounter the gun. Um, and that's a philosophy I share with a lot of my parents. Now I'm going to yell at people. And this is what I find disgusting. The the situations you brought up with the kids that found the guns, mm -hmm. uh, the, the story of a five year old in my city just this week that found a gun and killed a seven year old brother while his parents were downstairs. Um, the the incident with a, uh, a four year old finding a shotgun here and shooting his brother in the chest. Um, we had another four-year-old that shot a two-year-old, another uh, three-year-old that shot his mom. I mean, and that's just in this city. Right. The list goes on and on. Nationwide, and, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's horrible things that are happening. And you know what? What really irks me, and I try not to get really hot about too many things, but there are a couple of things that push my buttons. Um, thing that irks me is this. I offered via phone calls, emails, and I know we haven't got to talking about what Aiming for the Truth is, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. But I've offered help to the community via that program. And one of the things in that program is child safety. So politicians, because of politics, wouldn't even wouldn't support the help coming to their areas where these incidents are happening, right? Um, and so what I decided to do recently, but they, they can play the political game of, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're going to say, if, you know, he just never reached out to us. So what I did was, I decided to put out a PSA okay. and I put it out to uh, all the politicians in my city and I tagged them. I had other people tagging them. We're sharing the video and it's a PSA where I put out this open invitation. I will offer the city has a ton of recreational centers and a ton of churches at our disposal. I will offer free firearms safety training for children and their families at a zero cost at these facilities as many times as it takes 
and I will bring the power of the Second Amendment community. Because as soon as I said that, it, the emails, the phone calls just start rolling in. Dude, mm -hmm. let me know when to be there. I got you. I'll come up. I'll cancel this. You let me know. And I know I know my community and I know they'll do it. Right. So right. I'm already knowing that. So I'm really focusing on all these people that are, you know, quote unquote, anti-gun or they don't want to be involved with firearms and things like that. I say, so you're not going to be able to ignore me. So for you can't say that the services were never offered. I'm making a video about it. Here oh, you go. Cool. We put the video out for everybody to see. Um, and we're calling them out in the video by name and I'm tagging them in it. And what I've noticed is no, obviously nobody's reached back out because I would have gave them a shout out if they had. But nobody but pro 2A people have reached back out. Yeah. And I even yeah. said rules for this event, guys. If we're about helping the children, right? If we're helping the kids, I will I will state the rules. And I stated the rules in a video. There will be no uh, politics, no pro-gun signs, no anti-gun signs, no bickering and arguing, no agendas. It's not a we're debate. Yeah. yeah, not a debate. We are literally going to get kids in a room. I'll bring all the professionals. I'll vet them. We'll get them in as many rec centers as you want to open, have the families all come out. I'll see if I can get, you know, companies to donate safes or whatever. We'll get everybody out. We'll give them free education and equipment to be safe with. And we'll we'll throw our hands up. We'll pass out some business cards. Other than that, we'll throw our hands up. We're not selling product at the event and we're not talking politics. Not making this money off it a bit. You're just you're offering offering education. Free. 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 You bring in the experts, and you've done this. You've offered, you've you've made this this proclamation. You've already you've done this publicly. It's out there. It's called um, um, STLPSA. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. It's out there. All right, and and that's anybody in the country. They want to come. They can come. Yeah. Any anybody wants to come, and you know what? And I want guys. Even if you're you're not familiar with how to do it in your area, you can not only bring the program, which I know we'll talk about aiming for the truth, but hell, if you need if you want to do it, and you want me to come to you to help out with that. I mean, we should all be working together in that way. Okay, that's awesome. You know, so, I, so you're saying that to... if somebody in Tennessee said, "Hey, I got a group that wants to take part, they can't make it to St. Louis. Will you come to to Nashville? You you'll do that. You're willing to do that. I'll, I'll come to Nashville. There you go, guys. There you go. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. And that's that's overwhelmingly the mindset of the two A community too. I mean, I've heard I've heard. Several people doing similar to things to what to what you're. I got a buddy who's in Ohio who uh, is in the process. I don't know if he's done it yet or not. Purchasing uh, some facilities, and he is offering uh, active shooter training for teachers in his area, students to come free, free of charge. Mm -hmm. Law enforcement to come there and train free of charge. Uh, That's awesome. Time and time again, you know, I've I've heard people making these offers, but it's like you said. It, the anti-gunners, the politicians, seem to be very uh, reluctant. Is the word that comes to mind right now? I mean, there's probably a better word uh, for that, but they just they don't seem to be pushing and promoting this because it doesn't fit in their agendas. You yeah, know? and you know what else they have to what they have to admit by allowing me or anybody else by allowing that by saying yes. We're going to do this. We agree to all the rules. Let's make it happen. Let's save the kids. They're saying firearms aren't the problem is what they're saying when they do that. They're saying that, and they're saying that we're not <laughs> the evil terrorists that they paint us out to be. Exactly. exactly. Right? So, by, by doing it, then they're, you know, they're, just, they're, they're giving in, basically. Yep. But that's what it is. That's what, it's education. And that's where you, you start at the youth, and you start educating them there, and we do it now. You do it today, and you get in touch with Kevin at No Other Choice, and you get your kids in his program and you got a friend, you got a buddy. I mean, people who are listening to this show, they get it. You know, we're preaching to the choir. But right. what we're hoping is that you people, 
you lead heads, you what do you call your people? Your your the followers? chosen. The children? The chosen. The chosen. Uh if you're part of the chosen, uh pass this along to your your family, your friends, even a stranger. I mean, if you're out on the street and you hear somebody uh that obviously doesn't know what they're talking about, they're anti gun, uh, you know, they're talking about how we need to get guns off the street and they're evil and blah. Introduce them to Kevin's videos. Go to his YouTube channel. Go to his website, and I think you're going to shed a lot of light uh, to where there was darkness before. And that you know that goes to a thing that we've we talked about in the past on this show too. Is if you know an anti-gunner, you know somebody's just adamantly against firearms. Uh, invite them to the range. Invite them to go shooting with you one day. And I guarantee you, they will walk out of there with a completely different perspective. You may not convert them, but they're going to have a completely different perspective on it. They're going to have a different respect of firearms and firearm owners. You know, one of my favorite things to do, there's a video up I I just put up like two days ago. Uh, It was out on uh, social media a while, about a few weeks back, but I just re-put it up on YouTube. Um, And it's uh, me talking to us. So I I encourage everybody to go look at it. Just go look at my channel and you'll you'll see it. Um, And it's me talking to a, a teacher. And it's 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 a raw recording just off a cell phone. I didn't actually didn't know the conversation was being recorded, um, <laughs> but it was at a, actually at a charity event to raise money for my event. It was at a charity event. It's a competition, kind of an IDPA style uh, competition. Mm-hmm. And um, we were out there and she came in and she was saying that she was anti. Uh, I asked at the beginning, was anybody anti gun expecting nobody to raise their hand? And she did raise her hand. She's like, yes, I'm anti gun at a gun event. Right. So um I said, okay. So we talked throughout the course of it, but I show at the end, I just show uh, 60 seconds of us talking. So it's not a long video at all. It's 60 seconds of us talking. But you can see how I pulled her in front of 40 other adults. And not only did I give her credit for listening, I presented her with uh, gifts off the prize table for being willing to have a responsible, intelligent dialogue with me. So it started, and she didn't necessarily agree with everything, but it, it started when she was like, you don't need ARs and AKs and yada, yada, yada. I was like, well, why not? And we had the whole conversation very peacefully, very entertaining. Within two hours, she was down to, okay, I get it now. You can have any rifle you want. I don't care, but I don't think you should have more than 15 rounds. I said, you know what? We're going to stop there today. We're just going to stop because you know what? We'll pick that back up later. Right. Yeah. Right. But we hugged. She went from one that she went from having an anti-gun stance to saying, I'm not leaving until I get pictures with all you guys. And I want a picture with you. And look, I just got this new range back from proper. And I'm going to get another gun. And so she left her asking, how do I get a, her last question to me was, Hey, how do I get a drop leg holster? That's a big, right? That's yeah. a victory. So I encourage people to go watch that video because it's, a, it's awesome. a great, it's a great platform to how you can actually discuss with them. Point and in case video. that that works, you know, that, yeah, it, 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 I got another video where I call it. It's uh, it's on my channel. It's uh, into the lion's den. It's a bit longer of a video. It's about 20 minutes, but it's into the lion's den where I went into a all democratic anti-gun meeting by myself to educate them on firearms. <laughs> and how'd that go? Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Not so they didn't get the, the uh, they didn't get the uh, uh, crowd uh, mentality. What is that mob mentality and gang up on you? And they did. They couldn't do it. And you know what was beautiful about it is. I understood, A, I believe I do convey the message in the right way, in a different way. I won't say the right way, but we all have different gifts, and I think communicating with people that disagree with me mm-hmm. is something I'm kind of naturally good at. Um, so I was able to take that skill set, go in, and just talk to them. But you know what? And this is just the truth. They didn't expect that message to come out of this vessel. Right. They yeah. didn't expect that, right? 
So when they were when they were getting it and getting it getting it the way they were receiving it, it was very you know I got a couple of legit questions, nothing funny or you know yeah. kind of mean spirit at the end. Legit questions which I answered on video, and everybody was like, okay, and it ended with them saying, how do we get you around more to help our kids? How do we get you around more to help? People really understand what guns are. And that led from one event to be invited to, I think, six more events. Nice. Nice. So, Very good, man. And thank you for doing that. I and mean, what you're doing is, I mean, you're setting the example. You're leading by example. And, I mean, I can't thank you enough for the movement that you're doing. I want to know how Talking Lead can get involved with, um, what did you call that, uh, that program, the AIM? Uh, so the program we run is uh, Aiming for the Truth. And what Aiming, aiming for, for the, the Truth, truth. Okay. yeah. What, what aiming for the truth is, so I've been doing uh, throughout the years, I've always done uh, mentoring. I ran a program with the uh, NFL. It's called All Pro Dad. And that program was teaching fathers how to become more involved with their children. And so you go from a community that's saying, hey, our, our fathers aren't around. I had 30 fathers for the better part of a year straight show up every week at their kid's school to be involved. Half of them couldn't even tell you how old their kids were. But I got them there and we got them involved. And <laughs> We let the kids voice their disappointment in dad uh-huh. and, you know, what what they were mad about with dad. And we let dad, I mean, we had fathers crying and breaking down and we fixed those relationships and taught them how to build better bonds with their kids. And I've also done youth mentoring with seven, 18 year old, 16 year old at the risk boys that started when I was back at the PD. Um, and I've, I've done uh Charity giveaways for victims on local news when they were robbed or something. We would try to do charities to make sure they got whatever was taken from them replaced. Um, so all that stuff, and I put it under one roof. And so what aiming for the truth is, is just that we're aiming for the truth around violence. What's causing violence? Not a tool, but what's the root issue? Yeah. So we deal with things like mental illness, the family structure, employment, um, finance, man- managing your finances, children's educations, different opportunities for your kids conflict resolution. And then once we do all those things and we bring in subject matter experts to talk about all those individual pieces. Right. And so they're there for you as a, another resource. You, 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 you have a moment at the end of the program to sit and talk to them individually, mm-hmm. set appointments to go into their office. And we start helping you heal through these things. I'm able to speak and be an MC for the whole event because everything is dealt there. I grew up in it. So I'm able to, to speak from a personal experience. Um, then after you've shown people, after you've shown people that they have a life that they can actually build equity into. I'm not giving you money. I'm giving you a job application. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you resources. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to you're going to be held accountable to build on it after that, right? right. Will there to, to support you, but you still have to do the work. But once you've shown people that you can work and you can build equity, you don't even know how to tie a tie. We're going to help you do that. You don't know how to write a resume. We're going to help you do that. You don't know how to deal with your mental struggles. We're going to help you do that. You don't know how to manage the $400 you might make a month. We're going to help you do that. We're going to help you with all that. This is all outside of your, your firearms training. This is, this is another different program that you, that you're the, the aft. Yeah. Totally different program. Actually, all the, the money that's made from the firearms training funnels into this program. Gotcha. And how long have you been doing that? Um, I've been doing aiming for the truth had its big. <laughs> Oh, we have. We've been I've been doing this program for six years now, but it was all scattered about. So it would be me over at a boy's home doing mentoring or over at a family's house helping out with child safety or it was scattered. It was mm-hmm. all over the place. And so I, I decided last year to put it all under one roof. Let me stop spreading myself so thin and let me get everybody under one roof. So that way I can impact more people. Yeah. Um. So we had our first annual event, Um. the big one last year as far as uh, 
the big crowd gathering. That one was um, actually featured on uh, NRA TV uh, on the Noir Show. Oh, cool. Those guys came in town and uh, documented that event, put out a great video. It's called Aiming for the Truth. You can just type that in on YouTube. It'll come right up. Okay. Um, and we were featured on season six of Noir. So it's um it's a, it's a great it's a great it's a great platform. And now after we've taught people how to build that equity. And also part of that, I'm sorry, before I forget, sure. is free uh, firearms training for children. So that's all involved in that. Okay. Um, now, after we've taught people how to build equity into their lives, how they really do that, then you ask them a question. I'll just ask people a simple question like, hey, do you agree? I want you to envision using three different resources that are here for you today and think about the life you're going to build. Close your eyes. Do you agree that there is somebody that will take that life from you? Unanimously, everybody's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course there is. Okay, let's talk about this thing called the Second Amendment. Let's talk about how you defend that equity. Then we talk about the set. I don't bring it up until then. Right. It's not even mentioned. Yeah. It's not a gun event. But it's kind of slowly I, work your way into it. Yeah. Work your way into it. Now, everything about your life that you are going to work to do better at, let me show you how to defend it. And then there's um, one particular part of the show that um, that is a what I like to call an eye awakening um, part of it. So. There is a part in the video, if you watch the video, you will see a, a, a young black man, about 25, 26 years old. I bring him up in front of the crowd, and I put a shirt over his head. And the, the NRA <laughs> purposely cut the audio on that, and I love the fact they did that. I love the fact they did it. They cut the audio on it and just let you see the visual of what's going on. Behind him, without him knowing, is a guy holding a, a six-foot-tall body mirror. Um, and there are a couple of egg little uh, eggs that I dropped throughout the event to let people know how powerful it is. But for this one, I make it obvious. And he's holding up this mirror. The kid doesn't know it's there. And I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to start saying things about gun control. So before that, I go over the definition of just the word control by mm -hmm. itself, isolated. Right. And I say, now let's talk about this thing called gun control. And when I say something about gun control that you've never heard before, I want you guys. There are cameras all over the place. There are people on their cell phones recording this. Hold me accountable and say, Kevin, you're stretching the truth, dude. You're not being honest. I've never heard that before. That's far-fetched. I said, you ready? And they're like, sure. And I won't give them all away, but here's a couple of ones I said. I was like, they're dark. They're dangerous. They need to be controlled. Only certain ones can be trusted, i.e. military police. Until we regulate them and control them, they're always going to run amok on our society. And I gave a couple other examples. And I said, does anybody disagree with anything I said about gun control? They're like, nope. I turned the guy around. I yanked the shirt off his head. He's staring in the mirror. I said, tell me I'm still talking about guns. He said, hell no, you're talking about me. I said, exactly. Stop oh, letting wow. me pull the wool over your eyes. Yeah. See how one is in the same. And that, that is that eye-awakening moment. So now you have people building into their lives and getting resources right. and then understanding how they've been tricked and the fact that they need to do something to protect this life. So it's, uh, it's a great event, man. It's, 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 it, it, is, is man. My, it is my baby. It is my child. So getting involved is easy. Um. It's a couple of different ways. So I like to every every time I think about putting this event on, um, I like to get the gun community involved in a couple of different ways. So I said I'll drop these little these little like hints, these uh -huh. little things you can go back to later and watch. And this is in the midst. This particular event, the first annual one, the big one was in the middle of the inner city. But I had local competition shooters who happen to be white guys dressed in their jerseys and everything else in the event. Yeah. And so guys, are people are asking, like, you know, hey, like. First of all, the NASCAR jerseys just throw people off, right? They're like, what, what's these NASCAR jerseys? Like, what's going on? I was like, I want you guys to know something. Because in our communities, um, there is a lot of, I mean, everybody can stress the truth to a degree. But there are a lot of factual things that have happened when people have went into gun stores and they've been treated unfairly. Sure. It's happened. Yeah. Um, and so we were, I'm trying to break that down. And part of breaking that down is inviting the two-way community into the event. The purpose of that is, if they will come to you, 
you know they're okay with you coming to them. Sure. So they're not here selling you guns. They're not here doing it. They're just here being part of the part of the event. And right, you can talk to them. You can get to meet local gun owners. You can shake hands. You can get to know the person, and they don't even have a product to sell you. Yeah. Right. And then when you say, hey, you know what? Okay, I do want to go out and get that handgun. Um, I uh, you, oh crap, you know what? I do know this guy from this local gun store. Let me call him up. Hey, man, can I come in? Sure, you can. And I can trust you because I have met you. Right. I've built a relationship with you. Um, so I like to tell people uh, the easiest way to get involved, man, is to simply um, have an event in your town. I'll, to coordinate an event is pretty easy. All we think we need is a facility that's obviously located where everybody can reach it, mm -hmm. um, a facility and a locked-in date uh, three to four months out, and that's it. Everything else after that is easy peasy. It's just about getting people in the building. And how uh, they the get in touch with you. Uh, if you want to, if you want it in your town, uh, just go ahead and use my easy email. I can check off my phone. It's a uh, nocccw. That's noc for no other choice. Ccw at gmail .com. And just send an email title it. Hey, I want to be involved, and you know, tell me where you're at. So we got a couple of cities um, that we do have uh, confirmed dates on. So July 21st of this year, we will be in uh, uh, not Memphis. We'll be in Columbia, South Carolina, on July 21st. Uh, we'll be in uh, down there doing a great thing, and I love tell you dude i love the way that we're able to break down so many stereotypes at one time and make this country a better place that damn event this aiming for the truth event dude is being held at a harley davidson deal nice that is like awesome. it can't get any better than that right <laughs> um and then we we're having um september 1st we're going to be in that memphis cool. you're gonna yeah, be in so, memphis okay yeah september 1st we'll be down in memphis uh and we'll be having it down there so we got we got a lot of, uh, uh, and we're trying to get more and more cities, uh, more and more cities on the list. We got a couple that we're tossing around, but they haven't got the facilities locked in yet. So I can't confirm it until we get the spots locked in. We but need to try to work on Nashville. Get you here in the the Nashville area. Yeah, man, I would love, to, I would love to come down. Absolutely love to. Cool. We'll talk off air on uh, how to how to make arrangements for that. But yeah, definitely would. I can see that happening here. There's a lot of good places where we could do that. Absolutely, I would love it. Definitely. Kevin, this is uh, this has been awesome. Man, you're a busy dude. You got you got a lot going on, brother. Dang. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm my own editor. I'm chopping my own videos. Record. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a it's a lot. But you know what? Uh, every time I get tired, man, I get messages like the one I got today, where a kid um, a kid told me um, he was like, "Man, I was giving up on guns uh, until I ran into you. Thank you for being an inspiration." And then I had another kid a couple of months ago. Uh, Twenty. He told me he was 25 years old. And he sent me a message that said. I'm from New York and have uh, grew up hating guns because you just can't have them there. Um, and because of you, I'm now motivated to be a two-way advocate. And I want to make sure my child does not uh, make the mistake I made and wait till he's in his mid-20s to get involved. Can we follow you for support about how to raise my family and guns? And I'm like, dude, like. That is awesome. That That is definitely fuel for the tank. And I just, I keep it moving. Where, um, you said this kid was in New York? Yeah, he was, he was raised in New York. He's since moved out of New York. Um, but he found my channel a few months after he moved out of New York. I think he moved to, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, Indiana, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But he moved to a state where he can have guns. And he was like, I don't care about guns. And he just said one day he was just playing around on the Internet, and he found just, me. Just ran across and, you. Yeah, and he was like, oh, because you can, you will see me with my kids. My kids will hop in videos and because I'm not – and it's nothing against the firearms community. I'm not saying this to be a bad thing uh, because people sometimes get me mistaken. Everybody is great at things, and I need everybody doing what they're great at. Please, don't ever stop that. Um, but for me, it's like, you know what? I am a trainer, and I love my art, and I love my craft, and I love getting people involved. And I think I'm damn good at it, and I will never back down from that. You know something else I'm good at, though? I'm good at showing people that we're human. I got kids, too, man. 
Yeah. You know, so I let my, my kids pop in a video. Well, that's, um, how, I, that's how I found you. I found you on uh, Instagram. You'd done a, um, a post with your children, mm-hmm. and uh, you were talking about, you know, who am I to you? You know, and your your kids were, you know, you're you're my protector. You're my, you know, I look up to you. You're my hero. You're, you know, you're my dad. Um, and you did that video, and you got you got some hate from it as well from the gun grabbing community, <laughs> oh, which is, yeah. is totally ludicrous. I mean, because the video that you did, I mean, it was such a sweet video and completely harmless. Um, but the message that you were sending was that you know I'm I'm you know the man of the family. I'm here to protect my family, my kids. And there was a situation in your life to where, you know, that led, that led up to that, where you guys were attacked. Is that correct? Is that- yeah. So um, me and my wife, um, we were we were meeting up. She was out at a friend's house with the kids and I needed to meet up to get the kids to, to swap. And I was going out somewhere else. So we had to come up with a meeting location and it just so happened that was going to be right smack dab in the middle of the city. Like, okay, babe, you need to let me know when you're leaving for I can time it and I can meet you because I don't want you there any amount of time by yourself. Right. And she's like, okay, so we coordinate, we start moving to meet each other. And I'm sitting at a red light across from our meeting point. It's at a gas station. And my wife, at the time, she had a little two door uh, compact car and um, she's pumping gas. And, you know, bless her little heart, but her situational awareness wasn't what it should have been. Um, right. I'm yeah, right you know, there with you. Yeah. Every, it's like situational awareness, honey got to be aware of your surroundings. And I'm looking, um, the gas station, the pumps themselves aren't that crowded. Um, and I'm, I notice I'm looking at, at this guy uh, in this old Buick, uh, but it doesn't have any hubcaps on it. And I look closer and the car doesn't have any license plates on it. And, you know, I'm looking at the rear of the car and in every state you at least yeah. have to have a, a back plate, right? Right. And I'm like, tenant windows. Or a no temp plates, tag. Yeah. No temp, no nothing. I'm like, okay. So I just start watching this guy. And I'm still sitting at this red light. Then I watch him, and he's, like, moving between the, the pump stalls over toward my wife. I'm like, why is he moving so funny? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell, he's avoiding the cameras. Uh, he's trying to hide behind the pillars to avoid the cameras. So I'm about ready to run the red light. Like, I'm about, I'm literally about to floor it and run the red light as I'm checking traffic. Just so happened the light turned green. So I fly, and I'm in, I'm in a big uh, Denali. And, I mean, I got this thing hopping. And I hop, and I get on the parking lot, and just as he started yelling at her, um, you know, she turned around and got scared and she jumped and just covered the kids in the backseat of the car. Yeah. She didn't know what else to do. Maternal you know? instinct. Yeah. Yeah. She jumped and covered the kids. And now my son actually turns around and looks out the back window of the car. And so he sees what's going on and I can see his face. So I, I cut him off and I jump out and he's just in drawing motion of his gun. I, I just All see this the dude's drawing a gun. Yeah, he's drawing a gun on him. That, he is ready to, you know, impose his will. You know, you're drawing a gun on my family, you're there to kill him. That's, and there is no other way I'm looking at that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was able to get out the car, uh, get out the car, uh, angled at a position where I got the driver's side door, cutting him off and making an egress to them. I had already started letting the window down. So as soon as I cleared the car, I'm through the pillar of the car and the door, the V-shape there. And then I immediately go over to the window and I come from around the door and I'm, I'm making I'm making it a point. I am not letting you get any closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got him covered the whole time and I started moving down on him. And, you know, I tell people all the time, he realized that he was in a fight with a lion and he wasn't going to win. So he, um, you know, threw his hands up. He ran back over to his vehicle and he shot off into the darkness. Um, but that's that's what this guy almost killed my family. And had I not been there th- at that exact moment, absolutely I might could have not been have a, a completely kids, different right? story. Right. Yeah. You know, so I was just basically uh, with the it wasn't really in a response or a critique to the March for Our Lives movement that just happened. But it was seriously saying that, guys, if you're going to have a debate in this country about firearms, if you're going to have an open, honest debate, I need everybody to be represented. 
So I put up a video right. that said, nobody marched for us. And you didn't because these are two kids. And by the way, my wife is an administrator. She's in the school system. So these are two kids and a teacher yeah. that almost lost their lives. But nobody is telling the story of a father that used a firearm to protect them. So I decided to tell my own story. And I told that story, man. And one of the first <laughs> responses I got. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Man, was a woman that said on Twitter. And I don't even know how to tweet, dude. I'm just getting used to Twitter. And she said, she said, uh, yeah, nobody is killing is uh, killing you with machines that are meant for death. So, yeah, you get no sympathy from me. Now, this is an entertainment attorney out of California. OK, so. I like, respond, so you're. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, was just, I respond to her, to her tweet and I say. Okay, because she said she had a typo, and since she's an attorney, I decided to be funny. And so at first, I corrected her on her typo. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get that out the way. Um, I corrected her on her typo, and I said, hey, you know what? I get it. Since we are not dying in ways you deem unacceptable, we don't matter. Thank you for being honest, because that's exactly what I was saying in the first damn place. Right. And um, Didn't you say something took- like, oh, so my kids had to die before, you know, before it mattered? Oh uh, yeah, I said that later on down so, in the yeah post something summer. about so so they actually have to die before you actually before they, and care. they still would have made national news that that story would not have made CNN right Mm-mm. and it would not have been newsworthy local news would have picked it up it would have been a twenty four hour story and then it would have been gone right so did you get um, any coverage out of that any kind of news or publicity from from that incident did anybody call the police oh dude you um let me let me be very open and honest with you about something here that is not even worth taking a complaint number on right it, it's, it happens too much yeah. It's not you call 911 in this city or any other major city and say somebody just tried to rob me. Did you get shot or killed? No. Can so nobody's hurt? No. No. Nope. All right. Nobody, they might even give you a complaint number over the phone. Yeah. And you're done. Right. That's it. Never so, hear nothing about I, it. I know the system and I, I work for the PD. I'm like, he's gone. Nobody got hurt. Um, I documented it uh, on my cell phone just for my own recording. Yeah. The time date in case this idiot decides he was going to call the police and say I did something to him. Uh-huh. Uh, but outside of covering CYN, like no, dude, it's not. It's not worthy to report. It's not. Yeah. Did you get the? Did you take a picture of the guy's car? Did you get it on video too? Oh no, I was still I was still holding his ass. <laughs> 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 no, no time for a cell phone at that point. I, I had a I had a different response for him. Uh, but when he cleared the area. You know, I, I, you know, I, you know, a had to check on my family holster, check on my family. And, you know, the other the other thing about it that was that was horrific. And it goes back to training. You know, nobody else in that parking lot noticed. It had to be 15 people. Nobody. They nobody, didn't even notice what was happening. They, they didn't know no what was going on. Nope. None. Because when I went back and I made sure my family was OK, I kind of surveyed the area to see, like, was somebody panicking? You know, did were they scared? Did they call the police? You know, I wanted to make sure I knew what I was about to deal with. And I promise you, dude, it was just people talking on their cell phones and going about their normal days and nothing. Because, like, I, because I, in that area, it's probably normal. It's just it's a, normal. It's, a, it's it, nobody's. Yeah, it's it's that's that's not new to us. So when you have an incident and a tragedy happen, I'm like, look, guys, uh, I literally uh, when that happened that day that incident happened, I literally on a other podcast that was on video, I literally almost started crying. Oh man, I, I couldn't even fathom it, man. So I'm not saying that the li- those children's lives didn't matter, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I lose. I mean, hell, let's just go in Chicago. Chicago in one neighborhood, I think it was this, in this past yeah. weekend, had seven murders in the exact same neighborhood in 24 to 48 hours. I lose in this city. I lose two to three kids every single weekend. And it does not make national news. Doesn't make any, it doesn't make any news. Yeah, I was mentoring a couple of young boys. I stood out uh, in a different part of our city. I stood out with those kids. To God two bless her. Yeah, yeah, somebody she, sneezed. Yeah, that's <laughs> my wife. She, she sneezes pretty loud. Um, 
I was I stood out to two or three o'clock in the morning with these these kids had got them to say, OK, you know what, man, I'm not going to sell dope anymore. I'm not going to um, uh, handle those guns anymore. You're right, Kev. The fact that you've been standing out here to seven o'clock since seven o'clock at night and it's three o'clock in the morning right. and you're still going at it with us. And I got a group of seven of them and they say, you know what, we're done. I lost three of them the very next day Damn. before they got a chance to quit. You know, and those things happen all the time and it doesn't make news, you know, and it's, it's mm -hmm. sad. But nobody nobody cares about what's happening in these cities until it's something that can be used for their benefit. Yeah. Like they say, there's uh, the, the liberals, they don't like to waste a good tragedy, you know. Yeah, no, well, thank no, you, no. thank you for sharing that. I mean, I, I kind of roundabout heard about it, but I didn't know the the full details. Um, I mean, God bless you, and God bless your your family, man. I'm glad everybody's okay. No incidences since then. Thank you. Um, no, we haven't had anything um, anything that horrific happen. My family hasn't been involved in anything, which is great. Um, yeah. uh, but you know, I've had a, some shallow run-ins here or there. But, but that's you know. the thing is, as a two A community, that we have to get out there because the media like like kevin was saying if it's not a, a tragedy not a death they're not going to cover it so it's up to us to get the word out there the news out there say hey did you hear about this tragedy that was prevented by uh you know a responsible gun owner mm -hmm. you know and that's that's one of the reasons why i wanted to have you on the show uh, among all this other that i didn't know about. i mean wow <laughs> you just <laughs> you've blown me away today brother um but that's you know that's I like to hear those stories, and I like to get those stories out because people don't—they don't cover those. They don't hear about them, and that's what we got. We've got to because more of those happen than the other than the tragedies. You know, there's there, there's countless of uh, tragedies and murders that are prevented by responsible gun owners that you never hear about, and there's no stats for it because they're not reported. So yep. I mean, there's no way to give a, a statistic on how many crimes and murders are prevented. Because of a responsible gun owner was there to, to dissuade it. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. I mean, we're damn. We're almost two hours into this, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the beauty of this show. Is that, you know we can go on and on and on forever. Um, but we got to leave some because I want to have you back on, man. I want to get involved with what you guys are doing. I want to get you know however talking lead can can get involved with this because what you're doing is important, uh, and uh, you're doing great work. And I want to get I want to get to the leadhead brigade behind you and involved with it oh man i would love i would love to have you and your guys involved dude i think we're uh, we're going to get some good response from this um we, we were going to do a fact to fight the myth but i think we'll save that uh, okay. i think i think we just did a lot of facts and a lot of myths uh so it just kind of goes without <laughs> saying on that but we'll skip that segment this show uh, i'm going to go ahead and wrap it up because i know your family probably needs to to get you there it's probably dinner time oh um, yeah probably past dinner time man sorry about that i know you're fine um, but that brings to the end of another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Leadheads, thank you so much for tuning in, all the support. Uh, we've been doing this five years now, Kevin. We're celebrating our fifth year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, we are celebrating all year long, and we're giving Leadheads at random certain swag items from the Leadhead Vault. And mm -hmm. uh, I would like for you to pick for this week's giveaway uh, one of your followers, The Chosen. Who, who do you want to go with? Uh, you know what? For for this week, I'm going to give it to Mr. Scott Kimball. Scott Kimball. Uh, okay. Scott Kimball. Out of, uh, he's actually out of New York. He's still a New York resident. Scott's a very good dude. Um, Scott, actually, there is a video on my YouTube to say that I can't believe he said this. Scott took time out 
I saw that. Okay. Yeah, that's Scott. Scott's got to get some stuff, man. Scott's a a hell of a guy. All right, Scott. Um, You got to tell Scott to listen to this episode. Say, hey, Scott, there's a a special something for you in this episode of Talking Lead. So don't tell him until he listens to the show. Gotcha. So, Scott, you get in touch with me. You send me a uh, you send me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com. You can get in touch with me on Facebook, uh, Talking Lead. Um, that's another place you can reach out. Uh, I don't really do Instagram, so don't send me a message on Instagram or the Twitters. Uh, I'm kind of like Kevin. I you know, hadn't really got into the, the Twittering. So, uh, email would be good. Just say, hey, this is Scott. Um, send me my leadhead swag, bro. <laughs> so, we'll hook you up with some nice items, stuff that you can have in New York. Obviously, I know they're very restrictive on things, but we'll set you up with some nice stuff from our sponsors of the show. And speaking of sponsors, uh, I didn't I didn't thank them in the first part of the show. So um, let's give some love to our sponsors, the companies that make this show possible for you, leadheads. Show them some love. Go to their social medias. Go buy their products. Uh, High Threat Concealment. We'll go ahead and start with them because they sponsor. Uh, Kevin's channel, no other choice as well. Um, Adam and the gang over there, great bunch of guys. If you need some uh, rig for your concealed carry, they've got pretty much anything, everything you need there. The holsters, the belts. Uh, they've even come out with some products for your dogs now. they got some canine. they got some leashes and some collars. Um, should be getting those in the mail uh, any day now. I'm going to put them on my big sweetie. i got a, a Great Dane, Kevin. He's about 185 pounds. That's a big dog. A big, well, I'm surprised he's not come in here and bothered us. But uh, High Threat Concealment, check them out at highthreatconcealment.com. Right on USA, R-I-T-O-N USA, the official optics of Talking Lead. American-made, veteran-owned company. Well, they're not American-made. They're they're American company. They're veteran-owned. They're family-owned. Uh, everybody knows optics aren't made in America, but they use the highest quality uh, of components, they get the glass from Japan. They've got a full line of rifle scopes. Have you ever you ever heard of Ride On? Uh, no, this will be the first time. You need to check them out, man. They're it's a great product. Um, I've, the first product I saw theirs was a pair of their binoculars. I uh, can't remember where I was at, um, but I got a pair of their binoculars, and I looked at those binoculars, and they were so crystal clear, and just you know how you can feel quality when you put something in your hands. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it felt. And I was like, man, tell me you guys do you do you do scopes and they do red dots, they do magnifiers, and they're going to be coming out with a rangefinder. So, guys, check out uh, rightonusa.com. X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today. XSteelTargets.com. Uh, check them out. They've got something for everyone. Competitive shooters, your uh, weekend shooters, your hunters, your law enforcement, your military, your precision shooters. Uh, mm. We're going to get a special target made for Charlie Melton and his record 4,000, 5,000, and 6,000-yard uh, shots. Uh, I don't know what Bud's going to make for that, but if you get on their website, can't find something that you uh, that meets your needs, he can custom-make targets for you. XSteelTargets.com. Modern Spartan Systems, don't just clean your firearms, optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems lines of gun cleaning products. They've got oils, they've got greases. Kevin, they've even got a product for your vehicle. (laughs) What? Yes, they have an engine oil additive. It's TVT engine oil additive. And uh, I've got uh, my vehicle, I call it the lead sled. Uh, We've got it wrapped with multicam black and we've got all our sponsors on it. 
but I've got it's a '97 Yukon. I've got almost 315,000 miles on it, ah. and I've been using the TVT engine oil additive in it, and it's keeping keeping it running. So you guys yep. check out Modern Spartan Systems, ModernSpartanSystems.com, VanQuest for all your backpacks and uh, gear needs. You can go to VanQuest.com. They've got a very cool new backpack that they've got out now. It's like a three or four day pack, and you can carry your long gun with it as well. I can't remember the name of that pack, but uh, you guys go back a couple episodes where we had Alex from VanQuest on uh, from Shot Show. He talks about it. We even did a, uh, a live video from the Caltech booth. Uh, check them out, VanQuest.com. Glock, the official carry of left hand of Talking Lead. You know I love my Glockity Glocks. Uh, been rocking the. Uh, have you seen the new 19X, Kevin? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I shot it at uh, Industry Day at, uh, at the range at Shot Show. I yeah. got to shoot it there. So when they came out with the Gen Fives, and as my listeners know, I used to be a 40 guy. I used to carry the uh, the 23, and uh, when they came out with the Gen Fives, of course they didn't come out with a 40. They start off with a nine millimeter, and mm-hmm. uh, I had to switch to it. So I converted to a nine millimeter guy with the Gen Five. And then they came out just a few months later with the 19X, which I just got the uh, the Gen 5 19, and I switched to the 19X now. So loving it. You guys check them out at us.glock.com. And, of course, they've got all the the gear and the lifestyle uh, products there, your shirts and your jackets. They even got shooting jerseys that you can get, um, cigar cutters. They got coolers, Glock. Check them out, us.glock.com. 1776 United. Uh, I don't know if you can see my shirt, Kevin. I can. My Talking Lead shirt. They are the official swag providers uh, of Talking Lead. And we just came out with our new Leadhead Brigade t-shirts that was listener uh, designed. And uh, they came out with patches, too. So you guys go to 1776united.com and uh, get our t-shirts and our patches and more to come. We've got a couple more designs that we're going to be working on. Uh, with those guys coming up before the end of the year, celebrating our fifth year anniversary here at Talking Lead. Uh, who am I forgetting? Um, I'd like to give a big thanks to Caltech for uh, all the support uh, that they gave us during the 2018 SHOT Show. Check them out at caltech.com. Uh, try to get Chad on the, the episode with us today. Uh, we'd probably go four hours if Chad had been on here. But. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> next time I come back on, you make sure he's on here because I got I got I want to I want to start a fight. Did you want to start a fight? <laughs> I want to start a fight, man. I, I, look, I cannot get a sub two thousand and nine mil. I cannot find that gun for the. And every time I run into Caltech, hey, oh, dude, I know somebody. Of them out there. I know a guy. You know a guy? Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, a guy. I, if I don't get a sub two thousand and nine mil, it's going to be a problem. Man, I love my sub two thousands. I've uh, I've got a couple of them. Absolutely love them. I'll let you borrow one until you get yours. How about that? All right, thank you very much. Man, the Gen 2s are awesome. Loving them. Um, and big thanks to Keltec also and Palmetto State Armory and Ride on USA uh, and Geisley and uh, Abe. What, what's their new knife company? Did you know Geisley had a new knife company? Um, I saw that. Abraham and Moses. Uh, call it Abe and Mo. We've got a, a line of tactical hunting everyday carry knives but well, we saw them at the big three east we did an interview with diego we're going to have that interview coming up in the next couple of episodes talking about that new line of knives i've posted some pictures on uh, social media uh and benchmade benchmade knives all those guys are donating 
um, product for the upcoming Heroes Gala for the Sheepdog Impact Assistance that I'll be attending where we're going to be cutting Lefty's hair. You can't tell it now, but I've got really long hair. I've been growing it for about two years now. I donate it to Hawks Locks for kids. So, awesome. so at this uh, at this event, this uh, fundraiser for Sheepdog Impact Assistance, we're going to be cutting my hair and we're going to be auctioning off uh, the opportunity for somebody to take a knife and cut one of the locks off my hair off my head, and uh, they're going to be able to win some guns that Caltech and Palmetto and some of these knives and optics that uh, these companies have donated. So big thanks to all those companies for stepping up and uh, supporting Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people I'm probably forgetting, friends of the show, but uh, as you guys know, you can always use the discount code LEADHEAD. I've made it easy uh, across the board. Every one of these companies, you use the code LEADHEAD, you're going to get a special discount. You go to Tactical Walls. Those guys have set up a discount for you guys. Uh, High Threat Concealment has it. Um, there's been several com- Target Eyes. Uh, we had those guys on last episode. You can get a discount with that. Medieval Industries. They make the uh, the 360-degree vertical foregrip. They've set up a discount code for you guys. Pretty much if they've been on the show, we've worked out some kind of deal to get you guys a discount. So make sure you're taking advantage of those because some of them are time-sensitive. And if you go somewhere and it's not working, let me know. Shoot me an email, talkingletgmail.com, and I'll see if I can't get that reactivated for you guys. Kevin, thank you so much for being on, brother. Um, I look forward to doing more with you. Uh, you're my kind of peeps, man. All right, man. I appreciate that. I thank you for having me on. I know we went longer than anticipated, but that's what happens when you get two good guys in a conversation. Well, I mean, it was good conversation. I don't like to stop or stymie good conversation. I mean, you're making some great points, and this is stuff that people need to know. So as, as our listeners know, my shows can be 30 minutes long or they can be three hours long. Um, but uh, that's the great thing about podcasting is you can always pause it and come back. <laughs> true. That's very true. And you can listen as many times as you want to. Uh, so we've got five years of, of shows out there for you guys to listen to on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. And then, of course, you can always go to our website, TalkingLead.com, and we've got them all posted there. That's the best place to go because we've got pictures and our show notes and links to all these companies that we talk about. Uh, so you guys make sure you're going there and hooking up uh, with these companies uh, that are on here like, like Kevin. Uh, we're going to be putting links to, to Kevin's company on there. No other choice. Firearms training uh, where you guys can get in touch with him. And, uh, man, I'm just I'm blown away. I don't want the conversation to end, but all good things come to an end. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, until next time. Until next time. Yeah, you're, we're going to have you. Are you going to NRA? I will be there. Okay, so we're going to be set up at the Eagle Imports booth. Uh, like to invite you to come by. Um, if you've got a posse, bring the whole the whole crew by. And uh, we'll get you on there. We'll talk about uh, what you think about the NRA. If you see some cool stuff, uh, we'll talk about it. And then All right, man. maybe we'll hook up before then and do something. All right, Leadheads, until the next episode, as always, keep your loved ones close. And your firearms closer in case you have no other choice. Boom. <laughs>